online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. You're listening to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. I'm we are flattered. live from Los Angeles. Stop showing off. Matt is here in the room with me, along with several of our cohorts and companions. It's going to be a hell of a show today. Although, have we got any guests arranged? I don't know. No. Cheggers may come on the phone. Really? Keith Chegwin might come on the phone. I was out with Morrissey the other day, Matt. Did you? Oh, oh yes, I think I heard the plans being made. <laughs> what do you mean, plans being made? Can we talk about it? Talk about it if you like, mate. Oh, I've got to meet Morrissey. I need to bring a woman with me. <laughs> Morrissey doesn't want a woman to come. <laughs> there will be no woman coming. Yeah, I've got to trouble because of that. You bring women you don't really know. That's all right. They might be nice. <laughs> That's the gamble. <laughs> Is she going to be nice? Maybe she's nice. Maybe she's not nice. <laughs> But wasn't it meant to be an intimate dinner with you and him? Me, Morrissey. And then you brought an entourage. <laughs> and I and other. Yeah, but Morrissey always brings some people. Really? A couple of ladies he brings to the dinner. But they're his work people, aren't they? People who, like, PAs and stuff. Yes, that's who they are. Bring who are those. your people you like to bring? Floozies! <laughs> Floozies and harpies! Hangers on, clingers on! Awkward, awkward situations you create. Do I though, Matthew? Or, yes. Or am I brilliant company, great, great fun? You're alright, it's the weird women who tag along. <laughs> They're lovable drongos. <laughs> I'll tell you something, this show's been nominated for a Sony Entertainment Award, I believe the ceremony is next week, isn't it, Matt? Yes, isn't it the 12th? 12th of May this year, but we're not going to be able to be there because we're here recording our film for uh, Disney. No, am I in it now? <laughs> I've written you a small part. Brilliant. You play a little character called Neil Twit. <laughs> 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 it doesn't work out at all well for him. Me and Adam Sandler just bully you and kick you about. It's going to be a hell of a radio show. Cheggers will be coming on it a bit later. We could talk to Alistair McGowan backstage at the Lyric Theatre where he's performing Cabaret. He's still there. He's still there. Been he's there for a week. Although we left him there last week, but he's just amusing himself with impressions. When Alistair McGowan gets lonely backstage, he'll just go, Hello, son, I'm Mr McGowan, your dad. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mrs McGowan, your mum. It keeps him occupied. He's not bothered about it. He's right as rain. Yeah, he'll be on. Hopefully, we can get Noel Gallagher on. Well, hopefully. We haven't spoken to him for ages. I miss him. He's meant to be coming out here. He said he was coming out to mix a mix track. Mix a track. He's always out here to mix a track. He spends... Uh, why do they need to bring the old band out? To, can you imagine that Liam's much help on something called mix a track? No, I don't think he does bring them all out, does he? No. Just I, him with his little suitcase. No, he does bring them. Not this time, because they came came last time, because that's when Liam went, We're back! We're back! And oh, punched right. the air. Yeah, but that's because they mixed the old album. I think Noel just comes on his own. With mm. his bits and bobs in his little suitcase, his little doctor's bag. Yeah, his little doctor's bag, his little monocorn spectacles, like a little white rabbit out of Alice in Wonderland, <laughs> scuttling about, poor sausage. Yeah, it was a nice dinner that I had with Morrissey, though. Lovely company. Yeah, what'd you eat? Uh, Vegetables. We had a vegetable each. I went for a turnip. Morrissey had a parsnip. We chinked them like wine glasses. It was lovely. <laughs> Quite a sight to be old. I was going to say something important about Morrissey. Does he drink booze? Yeah, you'll have an occasional glass of red wine. Uh, but Morrissey, you never know, though. He might not like me to divulge personal details about his life, may But you know how funny? He was like, he was going on... He was the, the, one of the highlights. It was like he was going on in um, incredibly intricate detail about sort of South London, because, like, Sharon was there. And uh, I goes, hey, I'll Sharon is from, from Rotherhive. Oh, Rotherhive, I want to know St James's Road. I want to know Asylum Road in Peckham. Asking about all sort of particular and specific things. And I goes, yeah, and, and like he was all interested. I thought, well, this is going quite well. This could do an hour of the conversation. Cause 
mostly in a social situation. I'm just, this could do an hour of the conversation. I'm waiting to go home in pretty much any social situation. I'm don't just thinking, say that. It's I, your hero. I love Morrissey more than anything in the world. If he's not picked that up by now, I don't know what I can, I can bloody well do. I have to write an hour of stand-up a week because he keeps coming to the shows. Do you know what I mean? So, like, but, like, he knows I love him. But just, like, social situations, for me, that's a job. Any social situation, I just I know, think of I it know. as a gig. You've always been like that. I have, not I? Always just After like... work drinks with the team, I've always <laughs> been. It'll just, like, latch on to me and yeah. corner me. Right, okay, now. I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> this You're awful. doing great. You're brilliant. You're carrying all of this. Okay, like, we'll start with something jazzy and nice. <laughs> and then I'll move on to some contemporary chat. And then I'm going to go and stay in the toilet to take heroin until I fall asleep. That used to happen a lot, didn't it? I just why are we, Yeah, why are you so uncomfortable in a crowd? I think it's because you're not the centre of attention. Yeah, I don't like things where it's not me and an audience. That's why I don't like that dynamic. I always think, well, shouldn't these people just sit down quietly and pay attention? That's okay. psychopathic. Or stay at home. I'll stay at home. I'm happy there at home with one person, perhaps having a cuddle, looking out the window, watching Annie Hall as it was this morning. You know, it's not like I'm a weirdo. It's just a. Uh... Actually, I've got better. Think about it. Yeah, I remember when we could have gone for that pizza and Roy Bremner was there. Do you remember that? <laughs> we were both too shy to go. Oh yeah, we were outside. We were outside. Each other. <laughs> like a couple of traps. Because everyone was really middle class, weren't they? Yeah. It was quite a posh sort of thing. Right. C come on. What were we talk about? Well, I once I saw a copy of Fox and Hounds. That's a Disney film, you fool! Horse and hell, horse and hell! And then when we got there, there was no room on the table, so we had to have like a little kids' table off to the side. Yeah, we did. Just have me a and kids you. Table. And then I, I was trying to tune in to the sort of thing people said, so in case I ever needed to replicate it. They go, "How's your food?" They say, "How's is that an right? Android?" Your food. Mimic emotions. Earth people <laughs> love people. <laughs> Smile. Pretend to be sad. <laughs> Person died. Sad now. <laughs> if you want to text us, you can, 88291, or you can email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Um, also, uh, send us some, some stories about your socially awkward occasions, perhaps. Yeah, they could do that, couldn't they? It's like could an do, item. couldn't they? Hey, have you ever had a time when you was awkward? Of course you have, you poor sausage. Send us it down on a bit of paper. Email it to russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. There's a bit where I was on them chat, I goes, yeah, Sharon, tell Morrissey about boxing, because I know Morrissey's well into boxing and everything. Is he? Yeah, he loves it. He loves all working class, you know, he's all like that, and he romanticises working class, he's working class chat from Manchester and everything. So he's all well into boxing and the noble art of pugilism. Written a song called The Boxer. Perhaps it'll come up a bit later. Who knows? Yeah, like, surprise! Uh, oh, hello, clinch! <laughs> right? And then, like, uh, there's this bit, right? So it's like, Sharon, tell him you go boxing. Right? And she goes, oh, I'll go boxing, I'll go down this gym, it's about called Andre. rattling away. He goes, oh, where is it? And it was in Canning Town in London. And so she was, like, describing where it was. Oh, right, it's down there, you know, and you go. And actually, no, he knew it. He knew that place, actually. It was called Dominic's or Peacock's or something daft, right? And he knew about it. Oh, there's two brothers that go there, oh, like that. And like, yeah, well, I know these two brothers, flat nose, all cab drivers. Right, and then like, uh, and then she, then he goes, um, oh, then she tried to describe some other place or another. And he went, no, she goes, oh, it's around there, it's around the corner, oh, it's off that road. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's near the pine mashup. He goes, well, I don't know about a pine mashup. I live a very busy life. And <laughs> 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 suddenly pulled the rug away of being all interested in things. He's really lovely. He's really easy. Well, he's like, he's properly what you'd want Morrissey to be. You Does know? he live out here? Yeah. Permanently. Yeah, he does at the moment. He stays, I think he stays in a hotel, but like, you know, he's sort of, he's not got a permanent residence, but really? we've got to be careful with his details, in case he's a deluge of obsessives, might start troubling poor old Morrissey. Instead of just the one. <laughs> he can cope with one obsessive at a time, I believe. I think that's manageable. There's a few things I wanted to clear up. Firstly, Matt's sleeping quarters. What are you doing in there, disgusting place, like a dog's bed? What are you talking about? And why'd you go in there? I go in to have a snoop! Oh, I know what you go in there for. Can we talk about that? Yeah, if you like. <laughs> Russell had to have some condoms delivered to the house. <laughs> and they were deemed far too large. <laughs> Look! 
Too big for him, they were. You wouldn't use them either. The mighty Trojan. <laughs> you I wouldn't would... use them because they were like gardening refuse sacks. <laughs> you, couldn't feel any... you couldn't have felt anything through that. That's what I didn't like. They looked like wind socks. They looked like that advert where that bloke goes, this is Geronimo, my old mate, Geronimo. Yeah, they did. They looked like that. They were horrible. Huge things. things. Put that over your shoulder and off to work. <laughs> Hi-ho! <laughs> So I said to him, oh, don't worry, I've got some condoms, I'll give you some. Can I go and find them? I went into my bathroom, he had a little guilty face, which I didn't notice, and there was only four in there. I went, hang on, I had more than four, and I turned around, oh, I stole some. It seems he goes into my bathroom daily. Why do you need to go in there? I'd like to see what's going on, see what you've got. Things have gone missing. What's gone missing? Nurofen. Yeah, I had them. I was peckish. My room is a bit of a mess, I admit. What have you been doing? It's already in there. Well, you know. Sex, was it? What? Monkey business. With no. A, who was it? A boy or a girl? <laughs> I suppose it don't matter that time of night. You staggering home from a strip bar, pie-eyed and legless. Everyone, your best friend, singing songs, coming up our driveway. No respect. Sandra Bullock's been on the phone to me. She said, Russell, I can't get a wink of sleep. Who is that guy? <laughs> Poor cow. Yeah. It's because you're boring and go to bed. Am I boring with or am I up there with... A few people. <laughs> <laughs> am I up there with a great big gang of <laughs> soppy sobs from around the globe? No, I'm having a whale of a time out here. It's all right, we'll go out later if you want, if it'll make you happy. But there's a few things I want to clear up. Firstly, them Trojan condoms, I think they're notoriously big. I mean, it's not like I looked at my, you know, perfectly beautiful penis and thought, well, that it's won't do. It's like a penis, but smaller. <laughs> <laughs> it's larger. I think it's a gorgeous crack. No, it's on. normal. It is normal. Yeah. We've agreed, we've discussed this, remember in no, situ, on. on the job, we've talked about it. Come on, they're perfectly comparable. It's like gladiators. <laughs> we battled for a while. <laughs> gladiators ready! <laughs> oh, Ulrika, what are you doing? No, those oh, are you? Well, I think they might have been a special... Mm. I don't know, they were... They seem unusual and, and needlessly uh, thick. thick. and long and weird. You've got an odd colour as well, I wouldn't want to see that. Bright yellow, there. sort of. Yeah. I dressed up as a robot yesterday, a metal man, if you can imagine, C-3PO, crossed with Predator, crossed with a sort of a Jamaican robot. Not a single centimetre of my skin was visible. Like, was all amazing. Like, covered in gold. I looked good, didn't I, Matt? Yeah. So, well, you looked creepy, actually. Did I? Yeah, because you couldn't, you didn't have, like, oh, it was weird, your face didn't move right. Mm. And your eyes were sort of staring out like a man trapped. I felt like a man trapped. It was like Diving Bell and the Butterfly or other films where a person is trapped through paralysis. I had gold plates on me, foam, not a single bit of me visible. Like, even gold plates all over my teeth, gold gloves on, everything, every part of me, all golden. Big, long predator wig all over me. Huge, head. he was. Almighty Seven construction, and I had to picture a film dressed like that, didn't I? Yeah, it was a very surreal moment, pitching a movie. <laughs> Where I play, play a parson, and I'm like, all dressed up like that. I, like, I can play anything, don't be, don't judge me on how I look now, like a big gold trophy. I can play anyone. But what's also weird is when I would go to the lavvy, they'd, they made a detachable plate at the front of it, which you were kind enough to adjust when it was ski with Matthew, and that didn't yes, well, there escape you go. my attention. That's true friendship. Yeah, some people said it wasn't ski with, some people said it was perfectly <laughs> symmetrical. <laughs> that you just wanted to have a little tinker <laughs> and see where your condoms have been going. I do love a groin plate. <laughs> Me too of a morning. And like, uh, yeah, but when you when I was uh, going to the toilet, mixturating, urinating, call it what you will, wee-weeing, it enough seems strange to see him emerging out of all the gold. 
Yes, it was odd, actually, because you showed it to me. Sort mm. of one little pink organic thing <laughs> on a big gold statue. <laughs> Look, can it's you like stop a little... like, emphasising little and petite <laughs> stuff for my beautiful Willie? It's a worm on know. a BAFTA. On <laughs> <laughs> <An> Oscar, on <laughs> <An> Oscar. <laughs> it was not. It was like an anaconda coiled around the Statue of Libby, which was still looks small. Listen, what my point is, is like, them May Day photos, they were, they were very unkind to me. You were there that yes, day. Sir. Look, if you want, I'll get my genitals out Please now. don't. I know that it's perfectly normally sized thank you right so that's that is everything's that, yeah. bigger in america <laughs> you <laughs> so know like, that and, uh, like so that it looked bad that day now there's something else i've been very keen to clear up oh yeah that's what it bloody well is right there's some magazine like you get asked questions you can see, see where people are trying to lead you and people like when i've been interviewing me they're always going oh do you prefer american women to english women do you prefer american women to english women and like because i'm not an idiot I always carefully go, no, all the people of the world are basically all right. The only thing I said that like American women had in their favour is when they're talking to you during sex. It sounds more like pornography. So yep. That's good, because we're used to American pornography. Oh, God, I'll do it, boy. That's what? <laughs> Who the hell have you been sleeping with? <laughs> that's the porn. Papa, it's disgusting, no, I love the... I've been having an affair with Papa. It's going quite well. And like, So what I'm saying is, is that that's... So I'd never said anything like uh, oh I prefer American women and they found a way some magazine I think it was Now magazine of making it sound like I've gone well American women are nice they're big boobies or something I never said no such thing no, I just wanted no. to I wouldn't say anything like that because I've got too much you would I'm never close off a whole whole continent not my main continent not even my main that's my own ground that's my Upton Park don't want to lose them the good women of England Jesus Christ where would I be without all of that so that's that all nicely cleared up now let's move on to attacking Matt <clears throat> let's play a song why? All right, okay. Well, in honour, I've got of... a piece of paper with things to attack you with. I've so got watch two out. bits of paper to attack you with. Here we are. So, okay, this is uh, Mr. G. Where's G? The poet laureate of the show, who will later have to summarise this drivel. Where is he? <laughs> are you there, G? Yeah, I'm, all right? I'm trying to summarise. Yeah, get you writing some notes. Distill that. this down into sense. Exactly. How's so. theatre land? What have you been doing? I've hanging been out with you. Hanging out mm. with my dancing mates. Yeah. Doing little groin stretches and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I bet you have. I bet it's yes. not your groin you're stretching either, is it, you dirty devil, <laughs> filthy character you are. Yeah, you're getting sacked off that job. They all miss you, you know. What, the Into the Hood mob? Yeah, they do. They all, cause when, you were in, when you were there, they all like, say, oh, yeah, Russell was there, Russell was there. So, like, they all, they're all missing. when you come back. I think he held the show up. I did hold the show up because of people, well-wishers, autograph hunters, people wanting their photo done. With, I'm a very popular man in London, England. You know that, Matthew. <laughs> Matt's looking down at his piece of paper trying to find something to attack me with. Go on. What are you going to use? Uh, well, there's loads of things here. All right, well, let's save it for a little while. Gee, everything going all right there? You happy in England, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Good, good it's sort. hot there. It's cold here. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's baking it's, it's, it's really, bonkers. really, really good. It's it makes me angry. Week, it makes me angry. I'm Why? so cross about it. Because the bad weather basically came with me. Mm. I've got two hot days. Now it's cold here. Actually cold. Actually cold. Grey. Yeah. It's depressing. Victorian cobblestone streets. <laughs> people with rickets obbly up and down the strip. It's not very nice. Oompa Loompa slavery, says Andy from Plymouth. I don't think Oompa Loompas were slaves as they were paid in cocoa beans, as many as they wanted. I know it can't exactly pay for all the amenities necessary for modern living, but it's better than nothing. Much love from Andy. So we can clear up once and for all the Oompa Loompas were simply paid in a shoddy currency as opposed to being slaves. When does slavery become just a bad job? <clears throat> That's an interesting point. I think that, you know, really we're all enslaved oh, in a way. Oh, God, I no, was asking for a speech. No, well, here is no, a speech. No, I wanted facts. 
Slavery! Because we're imprisoned in a sort of a bit of a matrix, in a way, Matthew, aren't we? You know, we think we're free, no, but we're not. free with a limited world, the tyranny of choice, you see. Oh, you can choose toilet duck, you can choose domestos, but I wouldn't drink either. What kind of life is that for a young man? Legendary anti-capitalist Russ Brand there, <laughs> star of Disney's Bedtime <laughs> Stories. You wait, we wait till I'm all nice and properly famous. You wait keep saying nice that, revolution. it keeps getting more and more. <laughs> you wait till I've got a base on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's ever going to change. It will, mate, honestly. Once I've you got should have seen him this base. morning. What? What was wrong with me this morning? I looked Some a porn million stars dollars. in a limousine. He ran over there. <laughs> oh, excuse me, what's going on? <laughs> Can you, I'll hold anything, I'll do anything, really. I'd just love to have a chance to work with you. <laughs> what was it worth about? <laughs> I'll just see some porn stars in a limousine. I thought, hold up. This is the sort he of thing that happened in a fairy town. Like a little toddler. A lonely toddler. <laughs> trying to approach some bigger boys with a football. <laughs> I broke away from my friends. There I go. <laughs> it's actually sidled. Happening. Never seen someone actually sidle, but that you was, did it. Did I sidle over there? Yeah. I thought I should tentatively. Didn't I stride? Pigeon steps. It was pigeon toed. What my feet sort of pointing inwards? Well, yeah. Oh, crikey, no, no, no. I strode over there manfully like a matador I was. I swept open the door of that limo. I loomed in. <laughs> Those girls just sat there just wearing little short skirts, all boobs everywhere there was. They was wearing clothes, of course, for the, uh, the first, and then there was a man dressed as a gorilla. I goes, what's going on here then? What are you filming? I'd already seen a camera. And they goes, oh, it's sort of a prank show. I go, oh, well, you know, I like a laugh, you know. Yeah. Up for a prank, are you? I've got a few Trojans. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I the put bit. them on in time in the bow around the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, just put this one over my old body. <laughs> I'll use my leg. <laughs> this this tro Trojan's like the Eden Centre in the <laughs> south of England. I'm growing vegetables over in that bit. Listen, so I went uh, I went into there. It turns out it was just sort of like a prank show or something, a pilot, an underfunded pilot. But were those girls porn stars in other, you know, were they actually porn I stars? I wonder what the casting looked... process was. They looked suspiciously like pornography would not be something they'd object to. Yeah. You know. Although they objected to you, didn't they? Well, yeah, they did. I mean, I didn't offer any money, though. Just a soiled <laughs> Trojan <laughs> that clearly been stapled down one side. <laughs> I don't think they, they thought it was imp at all He'd had it taken up. <laughs> Mark Taylor laughed at me at first. <laughs> but, you know, money doesn't smell, they say. Although that did, because I kept it in my under trousers. Now listen, so what happened was... Porn uh, stars with boyfriends. Porn stars with boyfriends. It's a new phenomenon. <laughs> Sweeping the nation. <laughs> Why not be a chaste porn star? You can still star in porn movies, of course you can, but when it comes to a bit of good old-fashioned back-of-the-limo sex... Yeah, there's a man in the back of that limo dressed as a gorilla, Brian was his name, and then round the front was Alki. Now Alki had come into... So I was then there looming in, troubling the porn stars, making them question their career more than ever before. And then Alki ambled out, Alki is a billionaire. This is a coincidence that Alki was By there. coincidence, Alki the billionaire, we'd not seen for some time, me and Matt once did a gig at the Astoria in London, where, uh, <clears throat> well, there were a lot of things took place, really, but it was it paid, it's in the bookie work. Uh, there's a whole chapter where me and Matt went off to the Norfolk Broads, and that was because of money paid to us by Alki, because I did a gig at the Astoria in support of a rock band that Alki used to manage. I think the gig maybe descended into mayhem a little bit, didn't it? I think we know it did. We know it did, because some of it was, was filmed. Yeah. Yeah. You made a Ouija board because I said we'd contact the dead because it was Halloween. I had a lot of dead rats, dead mice, dead pig's head. And I think it wasn't what, Halloween. Wasn't it Halloween? It was not even <laughs> as well thought out as that. <laughs> it was Christmas Eve, as it turned out, but still, nonetheless. I it, made a huge Ouija board that could be operated by a shoe. 
Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was all right, wasn't I don't think it? We actually used it. Alas, no, no. You let a load of grasshoppers go. I did. I gave those grasshoppers the freedom they craved. Yeah, mm. a lot of crazy things went on, didn't they? Well, I think a Barbie doll may be entered an orifice <laughs> at some point. But like, you know. still amazed that you did that. Well, you pushed it up. So no, I didn't. You, you were there. You were gripping her legs. I was nowhere near it. You were gri- at the other end of that Barbie. I glanced over don't my shoulder. Put that out there, but look, I totally wasn't. You had the bar- look. There's footage. I had pig trots for hands back then. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've changed. I got better. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You were meant to be playing Ray. So <clears throat> Ray was a security guard character that Matt was playing that night. It was essentially Matt in a hat. It wasn't a tremendous transformation. You know. I think it was a wig and an orange boiler suit. But yes, was it? It was. Uh, it was a very My first taste of stardom showbiz show business well anyway the the gig was not an absolute triumph i think some people wanted their money back up because a lot of pig parts got chopped up and thrown yeah, around yeah it the was audience. a failure but we got highly paid for it highly paid it, like to us then 800 pound all oh, dear that was the earth we went off to norfolk broads for a while and got into a lot more trouble and it led to meeting people and rebrands oh, a lot, a lot, a lot of silly stuff bother. came from that actually so it's quite weird to see alki to see alki out there with a car full of porn models what they, you know, what resembled poor models, but apparently, actually, are just misplaced nuns with mm. incredible integrity, nice girls. And uh, actually, though, Brian, the gorilla man, did seem quite keen. And, he was uh, right, wasn't he? Mm. If you hadn't gone over there, though, we would not have seen Alki and That's right, wouldn't see? have an anecdote. I'm intrepid. That's the thing with me. I see an opportunity. I, th- I think, whenever I see anything, I think, God, put that there for me. So I wonder over. God, in his infinite wisdom, has put a limousine <laughs> full of porn models over there. He wants me <laughs> to go over and have a look. That's what I think. Yeah, that is your mentality. Mm. It's been helping me out lately because I've been in a lot of bother. Like, when I couldn't get through immigration, it like, was bounced out of New York, right? I just thought, oh, this is, must be one of them tests from God that he's always putting me through. And then there was another test from... Oh, Jesus. Well, you say oh, that. a bit like when we went into the desert. I suppose so. Satan mumbling down my ear hole. But instead of a snake, I've got a Trojan perched across my shoulder <laughs> like a papoose. <laughs> right? But <clears throat> also, though, here was another test from God when I had to dress up as a robot yesterday, all covered in smothered in gold and like robot parts. I thought, yeah. there's no point getting angry. You had angry. the quiet dignity of a Burns victim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, actually. Because you couldn't move your face and you all sort of like just took it on your chin, didn't you? Well, yes, I did. I had to. I didn't have an awful lot of choice. Uh, if you want to have a look at a cover of Inside of You by Tanner Riley, why well, don't you because he's made it imagine that inside of you the song i sung i'm forgetting with sarah marshall this lad tanner riley he sent us his cover of it seems to me to be very it's good on youtube isn't it it's on youtube have a look at tanner riley cover of inside of you it's quite funny to see someone covering something that wonderful own. nice isn't it that that's happened i'm just clearing up a few little bits and bobs i've got them on my list later on there's checkers that's coming up that's a given if you want to text us you can 88291 or you can email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk rape that's been playing on our minds for a couple of weeks now but this this uh finalise it now because uh, like we, we we spoke of a gentleman who phoned up the New Zealand police he was being raped by a wombat and uh, we claimed that but he, and he called like, back and said it's all right he now. wanted to cancel the complaint I'd withdraw that complaint thinking about it now I've, I consent to it why are you looking at me like that I've withdraw I thought you were going to make enough. a no. cheap joke there. no they're not here mate not on this channel Tom says this. Hi, Russell, Matt, G and Noel. I was listening to your great show last week and was surprised when you mentioned the wombat rape story because I live in that town. I've lived in Matuaka for eight years and the man in the story is an old drunk who still lives with his mum and dad due to drink problems. He's not a star in our community. Why did this news story make the papers in the United Kingdom? Surely there are bigger things going on in the world than wombat rape. 
or is this something that you need to focus on in your country? By the way, your pronun pronunciation of Mutueka is hilarious. It's supposed to be Motueka, Motueka. Thanks very much, from Tom. So it turns out that he's just the town drunk and everyone knows him, that mm. one guy. How did that go international? Incredible, it really blew up for him, the yeah. town drunk. It's interesting that the town drunk can manipulate the media so brilliantly. He's got a pressure on him now for his difficult second story. Yeah, what's he going to be? Don't be, it better not be derivative. Oh, it's a kangaroo rape. Mm, seen it, mate. No yeah. good at all. I've raped a kangaroo. Interesting, better. Still focused on rape, though. He needs to move right out of coercive sex altogether, I'd say. Do something else. It could be... Bank like, robbery. Yeah, you could kick a couple of stalks, bother a heron. But, you know, it, it, that's, again, uninspiring for most people. But it, here's some further information on the world of wombat rape. This is um, Jem from Cheshire. She says that uh, it turns out that wombats have quite complex sex lives. They do a complicated dance, a bite on the rump, a ferocious backward kick. That's part, <laughs> <laughs> part of their lovemaking repertoire. I do all part those moves. Rump and a ferocious backward kick. God, getcha! There's the backward kick. Now you know you're in business. This is, uh, this is all from the Nocturnal Wildlife Research Limited biologist Clive Marks. He said that wombats are more likely than the average Australian male to emulate moves from the Kama Sutra. I don't think it would be a deliberate emulation. I'm sure it good. wouldn't be. It would be inadvertent if uh, at best, wouldn't it? Yes. So, listen, Matthew Morgan, here's a letter here from Alan Early. Alan Early says this. I recently saw the cult gay film Hedwig and the Angry Inch. It's about a man who gets a sex change. The operation is botched and leaves him an, with an inch of penis. In the film, Hedwig, now 90% woman, has a boyfriend, a female to male crossdresser called Yazark. It struck me how much that Yazark looks like Matt Morgan. I've attached the picture so you can make uh, comparisons. So this name, oh, it's, uh, it's Yikzak. Y-I-K-Z-H-A-K. -A -A so you can have a look and see if uh, Matt does, in fact, resemble this gay person from a film. With which a one-inch penis. Well, actually, I think it's his lover, his partner, oddly, oh, right. he's got one <laughs> penis, but let's not draw any further illusions. Uh, also, just to let you know that here in Ireland, G is another name for ladies' bits. Mr. G, dear, I wonder if he was aware of that, that his whole name, that he thinks he's so cool, so hip, so fly. Oh, so what's yeah. wrong with ladies' bits? What are you saying? Well, it's not what very are you, good. a misogynist? <laughs> <laughs> I love ladies' bits, mate. I've dedicated enough time to the bloody things. I'm just saying, don't call, don't think you're all gangstar for being named after one. What if he was called Mr. Mr. Fanny. <laughs> what if it was called Auntie Tootsie Roll? Mm. What? <laughs> I don't know. That's There's not enough words out there for him, is there? That's something that we've touched upon before. Okay, so should we listen to a record? I wanted to listen to this MGMT thing. Why, oh, what's that? Uh, hold on a second. MGMT, Time to Pretend. I think it might be nice. Okay, well, let's listen to that. Have you got anything? Why, why have you sat there clutching your oh, dirty, gonna... grubby notepad? Well, you haven't given me an in. Go on, then. been rattling on about rape. <laughs> wombat rape. <laughs> yeah, wombat rapes. rape. Yeah. Uh, let's on. have a look. That's Theresa want... Palmer in that film that you're in. Yeah. I love what? her a bit. You love her a bit? Yeah. Theresa Palmer, the lead actress in Bedtime Stories. Why do you love it her It was quite bit? surreal, actually, Go going on. on that set, because there was Guy Pearce, lovely. who I kept nearly calling Mike. Don't call him Mike from now. He'll be all right, mate. He's really cool. He He's really lovely, isn't he? I talked to him a little bit about Neighbours. Obviously, as well, I focused on Memento, and uh, what's that other one, that dark one, the, the really good film that he made. Oh, the with LA, Russell Crowe, LA, LA Confidential. Confidential. That really good. Um, Richard Griffiths Andy Warhol was there. in Factory Girl. Richard Griffiths, yeah, Monty. Monty, Uncle Monty. And who else was there? Uh, well, Adam Sandler. Sandler, yeah. A stupid gold robot. <laughs> that gold robot, many people have said, is the star of the show. But Theresa Palmer, the girl in it, the Australian girl, mm. she's beautiful. What's she from? She told me that you get... She, she was saying, oh, Russell's quite a character, isn't he? I was going, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then she said that you gave her a piece of paper that was 
And you went, oh, look, oh, look at this guy. He looks a bit like me. And it was a shagger of the year page from the sun. <laughs> you sad man. I went, what, was he joking? No, no, no. He sort of went, oh, look, oh, look at this guy. He looks like me. Shagger of the year. Like, you were really proud of that title. Listen, mate, that shagger of the year title of mine, people have fought for many, many years to claim that from me. Why well, have you got a photocopy of that that you use I on women? I a few photocopies of shagger of the year. I say, look, if you're not busy <laughs> later and you want a, a recognised shag instead of some half-hearted shag that anyone could have, pop this way. To tell you the truth, I don't remember that happening. I think she might have gone bonkers. Well, how would she have known about it? Shagger oh. of the Year. She's from Australia. She lives in LA. People know about Shagger of the Year, Matt. <laughs> of course they do. People, it's hotly contested. It's a very important trophy, Shagger of the Year. Well, mm, let me think about Try it. Try and think about How it. When did you, did you first meet her? It? it was probably about two minutes after that. Right, two minutes after I met her. I'm in a lift. Hold on a minute. I'm reaching for my laptop. I'm Googling myself. I've Googled it, I've took, had something printed, it's Shagger of the Year <laughs> page, yes, that's it, right, yeah. No, I don't think I did give her that, I mean, I seem to recall there was a piece about me in the LA Times, and uh, we were reading it, she came and sat down next to me, and I, I did go, ooh, look at this fella, look at, he's got a startling well, resemblance. Did it say Shagger of the Year in it? It's mentioned a lot of my accolades. A lot of the accolades were mentioned, I can't remember if Shagger of the Year was among them. What are you doing chatting to the actress? I thought she you was were sitting in her chair. And I, I thought you was happy with that bird you met down the strip club. Come over, sat on your lap. Would you like to diddle me? Would you like to take me home and diddle me? Are you single? And Matt went, <laughs> thank you. Then I wake up and there's a cheap jacket hanging up on our dining room table. Horrible bit of tat it was. What are you talking Black about? Black coat, pink piping. Pink piping down the seams. Awful. Hang Sharon on. said it smelt funny. That's Cheap not... perfume. Her car was outside. It had pictures stuck around it of Slash. What? Who sticks up pictures in their car? She must have been bored. I saw Slash. Yeah, well, <laughs> change the subject. <laughs> I think you saw a picture of Slash in a floozy's motor. She wasn't a floozy. How dare well, you? Where did you meet her? Strip club. Right now. She wasn't working there. <laughs> what was she doing there? Who's Trying to liberate the women <laughs> from your clutches. No. What are you? <laughs> I was there for the same reason. Well, I'm only came in here. I was handing out leaflets. Going, come on, guys. Come on, pack this in. This is really bad. And you know where I was then? Down an orphanage. <laughs> oh yeah. What? Nude. Looking for strays. <laughs> right. Okay. If Doctor Bernardo can't help you, maybe I can. Step this way, kids. No, I was probably helping people with the revolution that I've been working no, on. No, you're probably demanding that women came to your house. I've heard a few phone calls this week. Can we talk about them? Yeah, go on. What have I ever done wrong except be so brilliant? Come, I need you tonight. I miss you. <laughs> I desire you. What do you mean you're working? <laughs> but... Ah, <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> Next girl. Uh, I need you. I desire you. Come. Uh, hello. What will you tell your grandchildren? <laughs> I'm in a movie. Shagger of the Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. Insert name here. Grandchildren. Movie. Shagger. Here's the headlines. Please, I'm desperate. <laughs> it's late. I've been through this real far. You can't times. even sit and watch a film with him. Why? That, well, because halfway through, some awkward girl <laughs> blunders in. <laughs> she was nice. Oh, hello, this is my new special friend. <laughs> this is Rita or someone. We're getting married now. I uh, love her a bit. <laughs> you reckon you love that Teresa? You don't know what love means. I'm a complex man. Put in a good word complex. for me. Who with? Teresa? She wouldn't fancy me, would she? Of course she would. You'll go out of movie stars. Once we, once we get our movies away, mate, we'll be able to do what we like. We'll swag around this town, nude, with Trojans, <laughs> stuffed with polyester. <laughs> we'll have the times of our lives. It's going to be magnificent. Yeah, it's going to be... You'll be able to go out of movie star actresses you and all that. You say things like this to me once. Once huh? you said that thing, uh... What? When I'd split up with someone, you went, Don't worry, one day you'll date jazz singers. <laughs> <laughs> 
one. I don't know if I want to. No, they'll be fine. These jazz singers are the way forward. <laughs> Ella, come oh, back. Now, it's quite be, sweet of you to... They were trying to cheer you up. Trying to bolster me. Yeah, you needed bolstering. You were in Australia or somewhere. No, I was sick. in London, I think. Oh, oh, yeah, I was in Australia. Yeah, I had to bolster you. Adam in Bournemouth, he goes, on the subject of awkward situations, there's nothing worse than a t- calling a teacher mum. Yeah, there is something worse. What about, like, I don't know, being very badly beaten? Uh, we've got Keith Chegwin available to us. Keith, are you there, really? I certainly am. Hey! Woohoo! <laughs> oh, Keith Chegwin. Oh. I can't you're believe you're all that way out there. Is it cold? Yeah, it is, actually. Oh, it's really God, I'm sitting in my back garden. It's still warm it's... here. What time? At nine, nine o'clock at night? You're sitting in your garden? Yeah, ten to ten, nearly enough. Yeah, and it's really lovely. I'm sitting here watching a quarter moon, listening to you two. <laughs> hey, I can't believe wow. you took an entourage out with you to meet Morrissey. Can't you just, like, socially get together as mates? I find it hard to relax, Keith, oh, to tell you the truth. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not at ease with myself. Is it because Keith. in case the conversation... Conversation gets a bit sort of like quiet. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm comfortable with Morrissey. I'm okay one on one with someone. Say I'm one on one. What about okay. are you? Gemini. Oh, right. So's he, actually. 22nd of May, Morrissey's birthday. I don't know about, about it. I just thought I'd ask. Well, oh. Why did you throw that in? I just thought it might be something to do with your birth sign. You might well, be a bit nervous. Want... Oh, I'm insecure. I'm the, the, that's the, that, yeah, what's the one that's the insecure robot? I'm, I'm, I'm that birth sign. I'm cancelling you. <laughs> no, I'm glad you are. Thanks very much for coming on our show. Yeah. Do, are you still... Uh, what's your alcoholic situation, Checkers? It's are you, very good. Yeah, 15 you... years now, not touched a drop. Bloody wow. hell, nice one. Well I know where... Uh, I don't know where time's gone. You know, but, uh, yeah, 15 years down the line, so I'm pretty chuffed with myself, really, because days go mm. by and I don't even think about it, so I'm really pleased. Mm, Mind you, when the hot weather kicks in, you know, you think, oh, gosh, those are the days. <laughs> you yeah. can go out and have a pint. But I just yeah, go have a pint of coke now, even in the local pub. I don't care what people think now, whether they see me popping into an off-licence to buy a bottle of wine for some mates or... Do you know what I mean? Keith, <laughs> 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 is that a lie? When are you going out buying a bottle of wine for your mates and no, going honestly, down the pub people drinking come around, a pint say, of Oh, God, bloody Jagger's out. She can't drink. So what right. I do is I make them feel comfortable now. But the problem is, you know, mm. typical, uh, what's the word, alcoholic. You know, mm. I think, I've got a few mates coming around. I've only got two, but I get in, like, you know... 40 bottles of Bex, 80 bottles of wine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I always think people, you know, drink a lot and they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not like you, Cheggers, throwing it down your neck like a lunatic oh and then having God, the nerve to call out yeah, TV sets. Of whiskey. <laughs> what about when you've done Cheggers Plays Pops? We, we were all watching and enjoying ourselves. Red versus yellow, like Connect Four, easy to understand, <laughs> we liked it. Was you drunk? No, I was sober. That was when you was well, that was before you went mad. Yeah, but I mean, after the program, I was totally out of my tree. <laughs> ah, well, that's quite professional. It's quite at least. professional. Oh well yeah, done. yeah. I used to hang on a bit, but uh, no. When mm. I was doing Checkers Plays Pop and Swap Shop and Saturday Superstore and all that, I was fine. But Checkers... uh, it was sort of after that, I sort of went downhill. But you see, the thing is with me is that you know, um, oh god, I won't bore you about it, but you know. Councillors, I paid them a fortune to tell me that it was the pressures of show business, my mum and dad and everything. But yeah. I'm just one of those people who have got an addictive personality, I think. So, yeah. um, you know, I smoke and I smoke a lot. Uh, I work and I work a lot and I love working. I go on holiday, I want more holiday. It's that sort of thing, you know. <laughs> You've got a fire in your belly, Keith. That's there you go, is. can't keep it down, Russell. Yeah, you're consuming stuff to, to assuage all that within oh, you. Oh, it's true. You see, I wouldn't go out and buy a pack of four Trojans. No, well, you've got to get the old <laughs> lot, would you? No, we've got we've got hundreds of the bloody things. I don't know what we'd do with them. I wish it was Christmas. We had yeah, something to do today. They might fit. Oh. 
We'll set... <laughs> oh, we all remember Naked Jungle, Keith. Oh, <laughs> come on, let's. Yeah, we've got some emails here. Oh, like, well, them. To do with you. Where, where, are where they bad? They are. Yeah, look at this. This is Annette from Preston. You should get Keith Chegwin uh, to uh, talk about when he was at the rugby club, the Millennium Magic Rugby Club at oh, Cardiff. Oh, my gosh, yeah, that was last week. What happened? She saw you there. Oh, uh, there was about 60,000 people there, and that's to keep them entertained, you know. So oh, bloody, that's a lot of pressure. What did you do? Oh, I tell, it doesn't bother me. I go out and love it. You know, I really <laughs> like entertaining people. So yeah. I can talk for England, but um, I'll go out and sort of, yeah, we had games, competitions, kept them happy, and, you know, they turn around and say, fill in for nine minutes, or just chat to the crowd and tell a few gags and things, you what, know. What, it's for 60,000 people? You just treated it like a children's party. What do you do? Balloon oh, animals? I, I, I if you do, I've got some Trojans really I don't need. Really explain, <laughs> Russell. Um, Matt, because I, I just really love what I do. Aren't we, aren't we lucky? Look at you in LA, you know, mm. wearing a gold suit and nice little <laughs> flat nice. in the front that Matt can play with. Yes, it oh. keeps us out of trouble. Thank you for listening. <laughs> but we're yeah, not... in such a privileged uh, situation and position that, no, um, you know, I, I just thank every day that goes by uh, oh. for what I'm doing. You know, I just have a lovely time. So I don't really get nervous about things. And the other thing is, if I'm crap, it's not my fault, is it? Because <laughs> they book me. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't style. turn around and say, oh, Cheggers was shit, wasn't he? It's not my fault. You booked me. That's fair enough. <laughs> like your bad language then. We can't oh, blame dude. you for that, Cheggers. Oh That's my our God, fault. Radio 2, I'm so sorry. That's all right. Don't worry about that, Cheggers. We, you are, uh, uh, you know, very much an institution in this country. You can <laughs> come and say a lot one. worse than that. We wouldn't mind. No, yes, in, in many respects. Uh, <laughs> Keith, thank you very much for coming. I think we didn't have another thing that Kevin uh, for, for Keith Chegwin here. What was that? We, did, we had another letter for you, but Matthew sometimes goes scrabbling through all the letters like a rat, looking oh, for ones that are about hey, him. That's funny, award. You're not coming back to pick it up if you get it. Well, I don't know if we get it. I think we might. G will go and get it. G, the poet laureate of the show. We were asking. We were asking Noel Gallagher to go and oh, uh, God, get it Noel if we Gallagher. want it. But... Oh, they brilliant band. I love <laughs> Noel Gallagher. <laughs> He's nice, isn't he? He's a yeah, lovely Yeah, you know Liam Gallagher knocked on my dressing room door a little while ago. Did he? Yeah, I opened the door and I went, oh, my God, Liam Gallagher. He went, all right, mate, how are you doing? I can't do the accent. Very well, thank you. He said, I saw you play guitar on GMTV. You're a really good guitarist. Oh, so Was he friendly, though, and nice? Oh, he was superb. Really was. Such a lovely bloke. Did he respect your personal space, or did he come too close to your face? Yeah, he was quite close, mm. but it was quite nice. I quite enjoyed did, it. Did you notice his thumbs? No, He's what's got... wrong with his thumb? Nothing's wrong with them. They're just like tiny little cashews. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Can't play guitar like that? Well, he doesn't, does he? His brother does it all. Like, yeah, you know, says... So He's lovely, Liam. He's a big ball of sexual charisma, but he will come right up in your oh, boat. Oh, yeah, really, really, really warm person, isn't he? Mm, you know, I stood outside of him, and um, he was telling me about his kids. Can I mention oh, yeah. something there? No, yeah, go on. Oh, it's yeah, lovely. It's nothing... uh, it's quite... <laughs> I don't know, it depends. Which kids? <laughs> I, think you, I think you might have mentioned Punches it on them. TV before, I'm not sure, yeah. or radio. Mm. But he said, oh, he said, me and kids, I hate kids. He said, I said, what do you mean? He said, no, he said, I love my kids. He said, but I hate them in the morning. And I said, right. in what respect? He said, well, he said, I put my kid in the chair and I say, what would you like for breakfast? Mm. And the kid goes, I'd like Crowd Rice Krispies. And he goes... Oh, my God. Not bloody Rice Krispies. Because then he starts thinking, that's a dustpan, that's a brush, that's a glove, that's something to wipe his face with. Oh, my <laughs> God, all these things I've got to get to give him a bowl of Rice Krispies. Right, because he sees it as a lot of uh, home economic admin. <laughs> so what does he want to give him? Just an apple or something? Yeah, 
Yeah, there you go, yeah. Just give a banana <laughs> and I've done with yeah, it. That. Yeah, fair enough. Keith Chegwin, I never knew when we had you on the show that you would give us such an insight into the, the domestic world. Of thank you very much. Well, William I can, Gallagher. I can just help. No, thank you very much. It's been lovely to have you. Keith, it's, thank you very much for bringing a ray of sunshine and joy oh, into our show. Thank you for bringing a ray of sunshine to Radio 2. It's fantastic. Mm. It's lovely to have you on, and congratulations on your 15 years. And also, I'm not like you. I don't encourage all my mates to drink. I make them feel guilty. It makes me feel terrible. <laughs> oh, dear, Matthew, drinking again, you won't remember anything. You won't be able to cope. <laughs> but I put them under pressure. How long have you been off things now? Five years now, Keith. Oh, well done, well. Russell. That's brilliant. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Yeah, Just trying really Just one day at a time. Thank you. God bless you. Keith, thank right, you God so much for joining our show and being so See you later, Keith. Bye-bye. Bye, mate. See you later. I waved. Matthew just waved. You've got to stop the weird socialising. We had another meeting with a magnate the other day, just as we was walking out there. He'd done such an elaborate wave to everyone. What's wrong with you? What did I do? We walked out. We'd had that meeting about that film, that Which tennis one? film. With oh, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went in there thought, I'll take Matthew in there. I did not do an elaborate wave. You did a really elaborate it's wave. It's probably a fly or something. You raised your hand above your head. It was ridiculous. It was like you were celebrating a goal. <laughs> <laughs> you had your hand up in the air. It looked like you were going high-fiving. I saluted as I went down in the lift. Bye-bye, uh, like that, waving. No, I didn't. They were only about four foot from you. He was waving I at did them not as if they that. were the other side of the channel. I didn't do that. As if they were going off to war. As if You've they were on a ferry. You've got ridiculous habits. Don't talk what to me about, about my anything. habits? My habits are Don't all right. Don't have go at me for having the odd drink when you used to smoke heroin. <laughs> I was all right. I was good as gold. Why no, are you, you weren't. That up? Listen, we're talking about your lack of social grace at the moment. I've got a lot of social grace. <laughs> you I'd should like have seen see me it. hobnobbing with Richard Griffiths, yeah, Guy Pearce. Well, do, all right. Let me just go Theresa through my. Palmer. Let me go through my text messages from today. Here's one, Richard <laughs> Griffiths. Please never bring that obnoxious, abominable, stinking wretch. He reeks of cheap perfume, and his conversation was awful. Also, when he waved at me, I felt like I was obliged to go to the Somme. Best wishes, Richard Griffiths. Oh, and what's this next one? Please don't bring that stinking hobo <laughs> to the set again. It reminded me of the awful acting of Des from Neighbours. That's from Mike from Neighbours. So you can see there all the text messages. You weren't popular. Oh, and this, this one from Teresa. Russell, my darling. Shagger of the year. How impressed I am with your trophies and Shagger stats. Shagger of the year. I don't actually even like the word shag, so you know, that's ridiculous. We've had a lot of meetings with top lawyers that want to look after us, of course. They were pitching for our business. We had meetings. Me and Nick, my manager, sat there. Talking to lawyers, oh, we represent Leonardo DiCaprio, oh, we represent Will Ferrell, oh, we're going to be able to do these great deals for you, it's fantastic, okay, well, that one seems quite good, oh, hello there, yes, well, we're going to be able to make you an internet sensation, we know this about, oh, right, that's all very good, oh, hello there, we look after people in the music business, we're great lawyers, we'll look after your yes, interests for years to come, the scene is set, then one of them comes in, not only will we look after you, Russell, and you, Nick, we'll look after Matt Morgan, <laughs> I laughed out loud. <laughs> Matt Morgan? I actually not even know who he is. They knew who you were. My name sounds great in American accent. Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan. We'll look after him for you. Matt Morgan's radio show is still available if you are a uh, impresario or a fat cat at a studio radio station looking for a man who will be paid in buttons and cider and stripper knickers. <laughs> I've got the very DJ for you. I live a rock and roll lifestyle. You're just jealous. Because you, you were a naughty boy that to go to special hospital. <laughs> now you have to sit in your room. Endless streams of women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Also, you're addicted to coffee. Oh, uh, am I? Yes. What makes you say that? That reminds me. Can I have some more coffee, please? <laughs> <laughs> more coffee! Coffee, coffee!
Look, I'm all right, aren't I? I'm in good shape. I'm in the shape of my life. Come on, here's some emails. Stop saying I'm addicted to coffee. Am I a bit addicted to it? I think so, yes. Because I'm drinking them granules straight from the jar. Stop <laughs> <laughs> chewing my way through coffee beans, <laughs> grinning my brown grin at the world. That's yeah, you don't right. want to drink too much coffee. I know. It makes you unbearable. That am I a bit unbearable? A bit? What do you mean a bit? You meant Just a... unbearable. Bit? You, you were meant to dispute unbearable, not a bit. That wasn't the bit of that <laughs> sentence you were meant to pick out and examine. Right, come on, I've got an interesting letter here. Where's those emails that have come from during the show? Evening, gents. Love the sound of your dulcet tones. My nan calls Viennetta ice cream Vietnamese. That's Lucy <laughs> Norwich, thank That's you. That's an anecdote. You didn't do the jingle, you didn't set it, it up. It just came from nowhere. Well, it, it was lovely. It wasn't meant to be it there. It was lovely. Um, an anecdote. Oh, hello. Think of that as a jingle. Look, I'm just, we've got two minutes till the news comes on, Matthew. I don't trouble you with stuff like that, because I don't want to worry you. You I'm don't not... think I'm across that? Because I know you're thinking about your next drink and your next stripper. Don't say that. You're just because I can handle it. The next time you can you shout couldn't. into Lemmy's mouth. <laughs> That's all you've I've ever seen. Loads about. of rock stars I've been over. Who else you seen? Dave Navarro, Lemmy, Slash, uh, Matt Sorum from Guns N' Roses. Well, what about we see Puff Daddy stood in the road? Puff Daddy get out of his car, and get into a... another car. Yeah, how many cars do you need? Saw John, John Malkovich. John Malkovich. Where? We're at the Chateau Marmont. You saw Malkovich before you got there for that meeting. Oh, what he left. He probably knew I was coming. He'd be embarrassed by my acting skills, I suppose. So off he went, old Malky. Yeah, he squeezed can't him out. Down the heat, Malky. <laughs> Get out <laughs> of the Chateau Marmont. Right, we've got a letter here. It's from Kate in Southampton. Aren't cocoa beans a code for cocaine? Did Willy Wonka keep his staff happy by giving them drugs? This is a dark book by uh, Roald Dahl, who I believe to be an anti-Semite. Kate, we've examined the anti-Semitism of Roald Dahl and found him to be essentially a nice man who's probably just confused towards the end of his life. <laughs> This is, a, this is from Chris in Cardiff. My name once said, what's the difference between HD and LSD? We were talking about TVs. Mind you, we were on acid. That's from Chris in Cardiff. I made up the last bit to give a punchline. I had an embarrassing evening, says Simon from Durham. While I was out with an ex-girlfriend, she was a millionaire. Lots of R's at the end of this. Um, she was a millionaire from the Isle of Wight, and we were at a party. I was feeling a little out of place, so I decided alcohol was the salvation in this situation. I, after drinking too much, I realised that Howard from Take That was the DJ was he or was he just really really drunk because mm. sometimes if you drink too much you will see members of take that I decided to break him by singing take that lyrics really really loud to the dismay of the crowd it ruined my relationship regards from Simon from Durham that's just one of the horrors of alcohol see be more like me and checkers sensible gents encouraging our friends looking after people not like Matt Morgan and Simon from Durham people very much on the way down we had a little tantrum in the oh. news I don't know if that would qualify as a tantrum, Matthew. That was just a second. <laughs> no, there was a tantrum. Where? What was it? Well, cause I wanted I'm to... tired. I need a double espresso. You've had a double espresso already. It's too much coffee. It's not enough coffee. See? Honestly, it's a slippery slope. Oh, no. Because I was thinking, drinking all this coffee is boring. Crack! <laughs> no, seriously, coffee's a drug. You used to say that to me. Everything I do... Hmm. Do you remember when I used to drink coffee? What? Coffee's a drug, you shouldn't drink that, it's bad for you. Now you're addicted to it. <laughs> well, it's because I'm trying to look out for you and protect you from the perils and pitfalls that I myself have undergone and struggled from. See? What about the other day? We went to that meeting, right? We go to a meeting, yeah. um, and the guy says, do you want coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll have coffee. And Russell says, can I have a double espresso? And he goes, oh, we don't really have espresso here, but I can do you a coffee. Mm, yes, that's all good yeah. so far. And then what the normal person would go, oh, okay, I'll have a coffee. <laughs> no, I need a double espresso. <laughs> well, I suppose I could go downstairs up the street about 10 minutes walking. Yes, yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> that's not normal. Well, yes, I think. Off you pop. <laughs>
<laughs> on your way then. On your oh, yeah. oh, what a lovely offer. Yes, please. He wasn't <laughs> offering. He was going, well, like, you know, there's a coffee shop somewhere in you know, yes, Santa Monica. Good. Oh, well, pop off there then. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Double espresso. Oh, oh, and one more thing. Hurry up. <laughs> Why aren't you back yet from the coffee shop? Hmm? Why are you still here telling me about the coffee shop and not being at it yourself? It's, it's drug behaviour. Look, Matthew, it's very clear. Wean yourself off. I struggle to completely combat my addictive behaviour because we're using it to propel all our careers forward. Let's name it. I've got a mental illness. <laughs> We've been exploiting <laughs> it for some time now because it turns out to be a profitable mental illness where I can talk and think ever so quick for money. Now, some of the side effects are I need a lot of the old sex and some of the old coffee. I used to like heroin and crack, can't have that no more. Actually, they're not bad addictions, are they? They're not comparatively. As long as you're wearing good. a Trojan. As long as I've got my Trojan on, I can drink all the coffee I wish. I can get about a gallon. You drink coffee out of a Trojan. I, do, I, do, I think I'll be dead within an hour. No one can take that much caffeine. Now, listen, Matthew Morgan, uh, what's my inquiry, my line of inquiry? I've got something important to ask you about. Oh, no. How you'd like to proceed in getting me a date with that star of your film? Mm, no. Richard Griffiths? <laughs> <laughs> what's this about his twins? Oh, I don't think we should say about that, because that was confusing. We'll get him on... Richard Griffiths, we want us to come on the show. Really? So, yeah, oh. so does Guy Pearce. So we'll get him on the show, and then we'll talk... And any weird things they've said in public... Or, or not pull them up on yeah, it, we'll when they're there. There and in the flesh, then we can get them. Right? So that's, that's it. Now then, remember someone earlier in the first part of the show compared you to someone from the film Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Well, apparently the actor playing the boyfriend in that movie, says Naomi, uh, is a girl playing a man. Why is Matt always being compared to men dressed as women and vice versa? What is this transgenderal fixation you have? I don't know. Or, I think it's just because <clears throat> I'm an... You know, a sensitive. nice guy, sensitive. Mm. I'd like to see a picture. Why has no one Googled the picture? Well, I don't know why that's not happened. I can only imagine. Tantrum, tantrum. <laughs> they're, they're all off buying coffee by the sack. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one left to operate. All tearful. <laughs> Sorry, please, can I just push to the front? <laughs> my job's on the line. <laughs> oh, no, my brain's not functioning properly because I was just remembering something that's brilliantly funny. Talking of Guy Pearce, says Joe, did either of you fancy him in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? I thought he was tasty both as a man and as a woman. Love you both. God, he's in that as well. He's brilliant, isn't he? Really, he's a brilliant actor. Yeah, he's really nice, and he's all sort of sweet and lovely. He's and really nice, isn't he? That's who you want to be fancying, Guy Pearce, not that woman, Teresa. Oh, she's so got a boyfriend. You can go out of actresses and jazz singers, Matthew. Can I? Of course, you can. Alfalfa plants. Will we have rabbits <laughs> on our farm? <laughs> it will be a Steinbeckian dream. Just a few more years, and we'll all be so powerful, it'll be daft. And then we can do the nice revolution. We'll just accumulate some wealth, some power, use that as a launch pad for a glorious new era. Nostradamus predicted this, and where in the hell is Harmonica Match, who once sang the glorious ode? Even Nostradamus couldn't have predicted that. Harmonica Matt was a man that we once sang around with. He could play a mouth organ, he stammered an awful lot, but not when he sang the blues. That's when the stammer stopped. A bit like Gareth Gates, but a sort of a, if you can imagine a version of that, smelling the sick, wandering <laughs> around a Christmas party, looming down Tess Daly's frock. Ah. Happy, Happy times. Days. Oh, wasn't they, though? So, <clears throat> here's someone... Right, should we do... What do you, what do you like to do? Gay? Or do you want to do uh, Jingle Race War? Because we've gay. got an item. Okay, time now Just for get it Gay. Out of the way. If there's a jingle there for it, stick it on now. Because we don't know. Gay! Nice work, London. So we've got, uh, this is from Harry. Hello, Russell, Matt and G. I've got a real problem. I've been with my boyfriend, Walter, for three years now. And with that, you know Softy Walter out of the Beano? It's like he was meant to be gay. And that was encouraging us to not well, like gay. homophobic, but... The Beano wasn't, was homophobic. He was a softie, he wasn't gay. Yeah, but what was the implication? He wore that little bow tie. Desperate Dan could have been gay. 
He was mm. so butch. Oh, he would have been a lovely gay. He was a positive stereotype. T- noshing down on a cow pie, wasn't he? Mm. What about you before the radio show? When's Sheila Black going to come in and nosh me off? What a thing to say. <laughs> what a thing to say. It's if I said that. You said exactly You're those things. Pest. Well, anyway, Walter, Softy Walter from the Beano was, I think, a negative gay stereotype. Much as I love the Beano, we, me and Matt are lifelong members of the Dennis the Menace fan club, Harry Nasher Badge. <laughs> that was Walter's main problem, was his constant <laughs> pursuit of the Harry Nasher Badge. So, go on, what are you saying? I don't know, what am I saying? You're the one talking. Well, good. As it Carry on. Be. Let's get on with so, this hey, show. So, someone called Walter yes, and Harry. And I thought of it because it's part of a gay problem. And I just thought, like, you know, perhaps we should have a bit more positive gay image. Like, C-3PO. He was gay. He's he was camp. Oh. Just being camp doesn't mean you're gay. You should know that. <laughs> <laughs> but also, he fell apart. Like, well, have we said before? Yeah, we've talked before. But C-3PO, gay sort of robot, and the fell skeleton, apart. Yes, yes. I was thinking of doing that that robot yesterday. I was thinking, I was thinking, oh, takes. I wanted to do it like that. Oh, takes. I wanted to do it like that. How did you do? You did it sort of quite straight, didn't you? Did it like C-3PO more? Yeah. Adam Sandler said I was very good. He was very encouraging. He says I can do as I like. He's very nice to me, Adam Sander. But let's get on with this lad's gay problem. Come on. In our regular item, gay. This lad, Harry, he's been with his boyfriend, Walter, for three years. Without <clears throat> And without revealing too many details, the sex life is pretty good and I want to stay with him. However, recently, Walter has been suggesting that I should get a penis extension. Oh, dear, oh, what? dear. I'm not small downstairs. However, my penis is tiny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not small downstairs, but not exactly massive either. So it's something he has been very keen on. I can afford it. But I also owe a bit of money for loans. Is it worth <laughs> risking my currently stable financial p- position for the extension that I'm not even sure I like the idea of, as I've always thought natural is best? I know you, Russell, were offered a free penis extension at some point. <laughs> but oh, yeah? Yes, well, the, the, the uh, shagger of the year people insisted. Uh, so why didn't you accept? Well, the reason I didn't accept it, because I don't think... How would you extend Hang your on, penis? when were you offered what? a free penis extension? Remember, those people sent that toot round here. They sent, <laughs> <laughs> they sent us a load of toot. It was like, it looked like a sort of a compass from Walter Riley's days. All that. A yeah, of metal a, that stuff. A, yeah, right, well, no. I wouldn't want... No one letting that near my Just put gear. a Trojan, like, put your jumper down in the last four inches of it, <laughs> pack it in, and put that on. Yeah. Hey-ho. Yeah, anyway, no one should be your boyfriend, Walter. He oughtn't be bothered about the size of your winky, if he loves you. And all, I'd just say, do it a bit more aggressive. If it's a problem, you know. And also, there's all sorts of appendages all over the human body. You can stick places. Well, I didn't think penis extensions worked. I thought it was How a myth. can they? How can you cut into a penis, stick another thing in there, sew it all back together, and it'll be a problem? It's a ridiculous idea. There's absolutely no yeah. point in doing it. It can't be done. Can it, Matt? I don't know. I think you can probably make it thicker, but I don't think you can make it longer. How do you make it thicker? Sticking fat down under the skin? I mean, what's the point? What's the point of having a little fat willy? <laughs> staring <laughs> up at you. A quarter pounder. <laughs> <laughs> Looking up at you like Danny DeVito. No, no one needs that. <laughs> Just leave things the way they are, like Jesus would have wanted. Yeah, it'll go wrong. It'll be it'll bent. It'll be like a light bulb. Yeah, if it, there's someone not liking a part of your body, that's their way of telling you you're not right together. Just clear off, go with someone else. There's all sorts of people who'll be right glad of your lovely normal willy, mate. You pop round there. I hope he's, he's changed their names, because there can't be too many couples called Harry and Walter. Uh, actually, he did say that I should change those names <laughs> before <laughs> I read it out. Let's change oh. them now, then. Peter and Stephen, <laughs> a couple of lovely gays, <laughs> right? And they've got all sorts of problems. Apparently, one of them's willy ain't big enough. Now, well, what I'd say is, uh, you know, just... That's not a gay problem, that's just a... 
relationship yeah, problem. Matt, but we always said that we want more of a broader remit okay. of gay problems, and now we've got one, and you bicker. That's a lovely gay problem. Sorry. I'm very happy with it. Well done, Harry, I mean, Stephen Pete, <laughs> with your gay problem, and uh, best of luck with the uh, extension. I've kept panning permission, is what I will say, because it would be horrible if you had to have it ripped out again just afterwards, because oh. you didn't get the proper forms. Here is another gay problem. It's from a lad who calls himself Andy. I was recently at a fancy dress party dressed as Noel Fielding. After a few drinks, I noticed a girl dressed like you. I decided to pursue this female. Anyway, by the end of the night, we had it off with each other on the bathroom floor. Well, what a fine homage to me and Noel Fielding <laughs> that was. I can think of nothing that either of us would, would like more. I'm not worried that it may have been the Russell Brand... Oh, I'm worried that it might have been the Russell Brand costume that attracted me to this girl, as I've met her since, and it's not really been the same. It's either that, or maybe it was just the atmosphere. Did I have a gay feeling? What shall I do about the girl? That's from Andy. What are we going to do, Matt? This Difficult. poor lad. You'll probably claim that he's in love with you, like you do with most people. Ah, <clears throat> uh, uh, let's not be too hasty, Matt. Let's, let, let's see what my old think box comes up with after a few seconds of reflection. This lad, Andy's in love with me <laughs> and what I look like. He'd fall in love with anything what looked like me, probably, most likely. Well, I was convinced that people were in love with him if anyone, you know, <laughs> changes jobs or anything. <laughs> yeah, he's got a problem. Hmm? He's in love with me. He's moved to another country. And I say, yeah, I think I know why. <laughs> really? He's yeah. in love with me, isn't he? <laughs> Falling in love. People do fall in love. Hold on. Is this coffee arriving? Hello there. Matt's come back with the coffee, God bless him, and what I can only describe as a, a real nice-looking lady. I can only assume to be his wife. Well done, Matt. You met you member of the American military, and look what he's done there. It's one of the coups of the century. Congratulations. Welcome to the show. Now, <clears throat> what are we talking about, gays? Uh, yes. And I've had a, another... So someone fancied a woman who was dressed as you and he's worried he might be gay. Don't worry about it. I suppose the problem with our gay item is that we're quite sort of liberal, hedonistic people and more or less any problem that anyone has, we just got to steal you on, mate. Just do what you like. The thing is, though, when girls dress up as you, which mm. I've seen, mm, I don't quite a lot, beard. they do a beard. Yeah, with, don't... like, mascara-y yeah, stuff, they're dotting it. beard on. Women with beards, I don't know, it's just... It's not for me. It's, what, it's the lack of it. beard that draws me to a woman. Yes, and when you kiss me, yes. which sounds odd, but mm. he was kissing me before it was a form of bullying. <laughs> it's not bullying. It's disgusting. It's like prickly. Horrible. Why doesn't he love me to give him a nice cuddle? All I've ever wanted is for you to be happy. I, come I, don't, like, I don't cuddle anyone. I don't you... like it. I don't like, you know, What's apart what? from like in a sexual way, but yeah, like when you're these family, strippers, anything. What do you do? Just pop your trojan <laughs> on and jab him around the corner of the door? I have a special sheet with a hole cut in it. <laughs> and I say, I'm ready. <laughs> do what you will. <laughs> Write me a letter and tell me how it was. No, I'm not, I don't really like physical, uh, you know. Well, it's good to get into stuff. it. No, it's all right. A bit of a cuddle. That's okay. I don't mind a sort of manly handshake or a pat on the back. That's why I appreciate when you've done nice things, like when I was having that tantrum, when that poetry lady didn't recognise my brilliance as a poet when we were making that Jack Kerouac documentary and said your poem was better, which maybe it was, Matt. Maybe it, it was. was. But why be mean to me? Oh, Russ, one of she the great poets. She wasn't particularly mean to you. She said that my use of the word void was cliched, and it rhymed, I think, with annoyed or, I don't know, Hilton Boyd, you know, there was a good, it was a justified use of the word void, and you did hold my hand under that table, and I've never forgiven you for that. <laughs> <laughs> you undermined me. In it wasn't so poetry. much, uh, you know, being nice, it was just trying to shut you up. Was it? It was a way, if I squeezed your hands, you stopped talking, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, it did actually help because I thought my hand's being squeezed now <laughs> by Matt. Why is this happening? <laughs> this will be a star of yet another one of my brilliant poems. I snatched up a bio and scribbled away. Right, so we've dealt with that gay problem. Look, if you've got any problems about being gay, go off and be much more gay than ever before. Walter and Harry or Steve and Pete or whatever you claim your names are, you get at it, regardless of the size of your genitalia. Accept each other the way you are. Yeah, and that's everyone everywhere. I'm not into extensions and cosmetic surgery and stuff. You're all fine. Everyone's fine. The problem is that you... That Psychological. You, you can't solve problems externally. It's internal. Tune yourself into the light of God, which is divinely yours. You're in tune with it anyway. You've just been distracted by consumerism and the material world. We're all part of one consciousness. Everything's going to be absolutely fine. Just let me get a little bit more famous. I'll kick right off. It's going to be brilliant. Second espresso kicking in. Second espresso. <laughs> coming on strong, coming on strong. Yes, we're going to have a lovely revolution. It's, it's all going to be fine. It's babbling. <laughs> Come on, what should we do? Did you want a record? What record should we put on? Because come on, let's be professional. Okay, let's listen to Two Million People are listening to this. This is nominated for Sony Best Radio Show in the World Award at next year's <laughs> thing. Next week. Right? Now, I don't think that they're gonna approve of this junk, are they? What's Noel Gallagher gonna say down the ceremony? Where is Noel Gallagher on holiday? Of course he's on holiday. Ring him. Right, that's it. I've had about enough of this. Let's ring him. We ring him right now on my telephone machine. Hold on, here's a text message. Who's that from? No, that's uh, that's Richard Griffiths. <laughs> Once again, I must stress to <laughs> never bring Matt Morgan onto. It's really upset him. No, it's there is one from Noel Gallagher. Is one of your mob trying to call me? Mob? What a leery, garish, awful language! I'll call him myself straight away. I don't know how to put this on loudspeaker, Matthew. Do you know how to put this on? No. Because I use this very simplistic American phone. All right, call off the search. Everyone oh, yes, back. yes. Matt's found his iPhone. The iPhone. No well, panic. I haven't found it. I've oh, replaced, well, replaced it, it. And a very good friend of mine updated it all Can on my you computer back at home. trying to give your friend props like you're a gangster. Why don't you tip a 40 to the curb for all your dead homies? No, Gallagher? No. Are you all right, mate? Can you call me call you up? You come on the radio? You're on it now, actually, a bit, so don't swear. But, like, you're just on it on a mobile. Yeah, good, thanks, mate. You on holiday in Ibiza? No? You dirty devil. Imagine that. Well, just imagine what you're up to. You'd be doing something sleazy, I'll, I'll wager. Look, no, we're going to ring you back on a proper phone in a minute, yeah? Is that all right? All right, then talk to you in a second. All right, bye-bye, bye. He's in a nice mood, isn't he? You can tell yeah. already. If we had someone here, he wouldn't bring up their physical deficiencies or oddities, would he? God, well... Ooh. Embarrassment that man's cool stuff. So right. should we listen to Joy Division? Warsaw. Let's listen to Warsaw, Joy Division, and then we'll call up Noel Gallagher. You'll see the Russell Brand show if you want to uh, email us, do rustle.brand at bbc.co.uk if you want to text us 88291. Look at me, professionalism. Sure. Brilliant. I hope we get that reward. Oh, I hope we get that reward. Would you like a reward? A what would you say if it was a speech? Same thing. What would you do if it, you had to do the speech? Please oh, welcome don't put me under that Matt pressure. Morgan. Go on to the speech. Thank you, thank you. <coughs> Obviously, Rubbish. I'm the star of the show. Oh! Spiteful, because it's me normally. Go on. And uh, I'd like to thank G. Yeah. Noel well Gallagher. Yeah. And a little guy called Rusty Branston. Woo! That's me. Good. That, uh, if we, we do win, it would be good if Matt went and got it. Warsaw! Joy Division, I'd like to dedicate that personally to Noel Gallagher, who I believe is on a telephone. Hello, Noel. All right, Noel. Ross. You right, mate? Yeah, not bad. And you? Yeah, very well today, thanks. You know, quite upbeat. Things going well. Work He's seems fine, to be going well. He's quite let consent. you back in then, does he? Oh, yeah, there was some embarrassment when I was bounced out of the country, yes. Yes, that was unfair and undeserved. That was, <laughs> that was very cruel. But I'm back now, and do you know what? It's almost as if they've taken me to their heart more than ever. Tomorrow night, I'm at the Roxy on Sunset Strip. Oh, oh it's the galaxy of stars going. Whether you're Guy Pearce or Eddie Murphy, 
You'll be there tomorrow Eddie night. Eddie Murphy's going. Imagine him laughing. It's going to be distracting. He might leave. Yeah, he'll walk out. Yeah, go on then. He'll be laughing at you or laughing with you, though. I think he'll just be hollering, wandering around, waiting for some sort of transsexual diversion. That's what, he's, <laughs> what, what do you mean? No, did that not really happen? Was that not true? No, I think it was true. All oh, right. Well, fair enough. I'd like to retract it. Now, listen then, Noel. What are you doing? You're on holiday. Yeah, I'm on holiday with Sarah and the young prince. Oh, how is he? Is he right? He's good, actually. He's just had his bath, and he's, uh, he's just peed all over Sarah. Sarah's has he? Yeah, he She's has probably been. used to that with you, isn't she? Well, you and your you drunken go antics. Though, it, eh? Huh? <laughs> that's the go kind on. of gear you get up to with women. Hey, don't say things like that. I'm a gentleman. It's Matt Morgan who's been dragging strippers home no. at night after night. Oh, good boy. Have you really, Matt? Well, not, she wasn't a stripper, but she was in a strip club. She was the cleaner there. But I'm still <laughs> proud of him. He's getting closer and closer to getting an actual stripper. That's what we're all hoping for. That's the dream. So, how's mm, he, OK. How, how's, how's he taking to Los Angeles? He don't fit in, Noel. I love it. I'm out every night. He doesn't Everyone fit in. else is boring. He's having an awful time. I see him looking out the window, weeping, writing letters, thinking about the Queen. He had the national anthem on in the house the other day. Poor sods. No, I like it. No, he when are you coming out to mix that track? Uh, I don't think we've got to do it now. It's finished now. It's done. How did you mix that track? What are you going to do? Just re release it substandard? No, no, it wasn't. It was. We thought we had to remix it, but then it was decided that we didn't have to remix it. We just well, put it out. That's just you lowered the standard of your record. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't. Much, let's yeah. not bother remixing it. That's all that's happened, isn't it? Because uh, it's still the right, same thing. A little thing called mastering. You probably wouldn't understand what that was, though. No, I don't, unless it's mastering the art of comedy, something I've done some time ago. It's <laughs> a shame you're, not, um, shame you're not in Blighty, mate, to go to that award ceremony on our behalf. We were rather hoping that if we won, that you might go and get it with Mr G. But when you're is it? The... What are you doing? You're in the when Caribbean? Maybe, yeah, next week? Yeah, when, when is it? When is it? 12th, 12th. Uh, you're going to be on holiday still? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to be on holiday still. I would have loved that. I can do a satellite link up, though. You, you could want... do a satellite link up if we do win. Well, why don't you just get off your bloody holiday and leave your poor <laughs> urine-doused girlfriend to enjoy herself a little bit? Hmm? That's what some people would say. Sarah's always enjoying herself. We're on, we're on this island where we've been given uh, golf buggies to, to, you know, to drive around on. Really? And I said, to her, I said to her, yeah, let's have a go on the golf buggy. You know what she said to me? Go on. She said, uh, no, you can't because you've not got a valid driving licence. Quite right. Good. Yeah. Stick like no, I'm thinking it's good that she said that. Also, she probably didn't want a window to the future about a year full when she has to put you in an electric wheelchair, you poor tottering <laughs> old sod. <laughs> <laughs> probably be a grim prophecy for that poor yeah. woman. Oh, yeah, I went out of Morrissey the other night, Ian Noel, I went out of Morrissey the other night and he was like, listen to this for a really odd thing. Morrissey was sort of like encouraging me to chat up birds. At one point, this girl walked past in a white dress and Morrissey was like elbowing me under the table. Like, mm. I mean, he wasn't under the table, he was so next <laughs> to me. But he was elbowing me like, oh, go on, go on, chat her up. Like he was like, sort of as if we was a couple well, of blokes. Can, you can, well, you can take, you know, you can take the boy out of Manchester. Unfortunately, right. you can take Manchester out of the boy, eh? That's the spirit. He's still got it. Old Morrissey, the womanising yeah. cad. <laughs> where, did, out there. Where, where did you go with him? Some sort of posh restaurant in uh, in uh, called Ago or something like that down Los Angeles. Nice it was. We had a nice and time. What? I had the risotto. Hmm? And what did, you, what did you have? Cardboard and chips? <laughs> no, we did have. We had fine vegetarian food and both congratulated each other on our fine principles. Then we swanned off just, home. Just as, about, just, just as a matter of interest, what did he have? 
He had a sort of a vegetarian pasta type dish. He had a side of potatoes. We shared the potatoes a little bit. It was nice. All right. It was a very, very lovely evening. Was had by I would, And I, I, I assume Matt was there, was he? Matt didn't come out because he was out trawling around brothels and strip clubs, being sick into bins, troubling Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> Horrible state he was in. <laughs> I Ridiculous. Heard you, I heard you. What, what was it? Was it last week? What's her name was on? Silla Black. Oh, yeah, Silla. Yeah. She I think she's had a few, have not she? I think, yeah, no, she'd be on, been on the source. But Matt, did you, did I tell you, Matt, before the show started, went, when's Silla Black going to come out here and nosh me off? As if what I said that. He <laughs> <Stop> did. repeating it. <laughs> he kept saying it. He, he said, didn't say that. What a funny thing to say. Now he's just chomping on his chewing gum, all pleased with himself <laughs> for insulting <laughs> a national institution like dear old Silla. What's next? You're going to need Christopher Biggins in the balls. She was sexy. Talking about butter on her chin and stuff. Yeah, she was. So, all this, so when, yeah, she was. yeah, so listen, never mind that, Robert. So when are you lot back? <laughs> Middle of June, depends, might be doing some new movies, we've got being offered a few more movies, like one where I play, now get this, a tennis player, <laughs> it's going to be a smash new movie. Don't blow it. Don't blow it, because it could be, yeah, but you know, it depends how it might, you know, might not do it, depends if me and Matt can rewrite it or not, might be doing like, might be doing a film, be a laugh, so we might stay out here longer, depends, Noel, why I miss oh, us. Is it a remake then, obviously it is. It's not a remake, no. It's a very. It's going to be a real hit film if we decide to do it. Otherwise, it might be a bit boring if we're not in it. But right. we're just. I'm just looking forward to the day that I can start doing a soundtrack with you. We're all looking forward to that very much. Well, yeah. Well, no. Well, we've you know we've already heard your attempts at music, Russell. They can't bridge between the rubbish and creepy. <laughs> <laughs> rubbish and creepy. Yeah. In fact, in fact creepy rubbish is what it is. <laughs> They're, they're a bit creepy. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> That's all right. I can't dispute that. You can't be good at everything. It wouldn't be right. Yeah, anyone who's heard me sing or seen me dance would say yeah, that justice has been done. Should we do? Should we do anecdotes? And I'll stay on the phone. Do the item anecdote. You like doing things like that? Yeah, go on. Then. We had Cheggers on the phone earlier. Keith Chegger Chegwin. Um, he reckons your brother said to him. He goes. Uh, yeah, he goes. I met Liam the other day, and they all enthusiastically told a story about how Liam resents his children having rice krispies because there's too much cleaning up afterwards. Does that sort of? I sort of thought. Do you reckon that's likely, or has Keith Chegwin gone bar me? I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Whole thing sounds. I don't know anything about what goes on with Liam behind closed doors. Right. Nor, don't am, I in, nor, nor am I interested. <laughs> no, no, nor am I really. Rice Krispies cleaning up, the whole thing sounds bizarre. That's why I don't have children scenarios like that. But you know, but, 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 you know, his, his kids, Rice Krispies don't, you know, they don't, they don't go snap, crackle and pop. What? They don't? No, they go, he's coming now, he's coming, he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> Keep it down. Okay, shall we do, right, let's do, um, let's do anecdotes right now. If there's a jingle from anecdotes, I'd bloody well love to hear it. Hello, oh, dear. Hello. That's good, isn't it? Lovely jingle. Yeah. But good right, oh, we'll do a couple of anecdotes. Then I think you've got your own jingle, Noel. So I'll just do a couple of anecdotes, and then perhaps we'll hear Noel's own jingle. But here's this first anecdote. It's from Joff. Hello, chaps. My nan and her twin sister, great auntie Hazel, were trying to drive back from Cardiff to Gloucester. They lost their way within half an hour because they didn't want to use the map. They decided to follow a man in a car that looked like he knew where he was going. They ended up in Swansea. 
Why would they do that? These two poor, poor Foolish. old ladies. He looks like he knows where he's going. They could have been, he probably did know where he's going. Don't know where they're going. <laughs> Ridiculous logic from them nans. Hello, guys, says Christy McFarlane from Scotland. My nan was reading the definition of potassium out of the dictionary and read, essential for li living orgasms. Well, I think that's a lie. Whenever there's one about orgasms, I'll just assume it's a lie. Do you, Matt? No, I don't know. Might have happened. Why is she reading out potassium? Definition. Why does she need to know that's that? That's a bit odd, isn't it? See, that's it. You've got to question these things. So, Maybe and this one... And isn't that one of the main uh, components of a banana? Yeah, right. It is, actually. The, yeah. <laughs> Which uh, I overdosed on once on this radio show. Oh, yeah, when you were trying to break the world record and you let us all down very badly by being sick down your leg. In the bin, how many, actually. How many, did you, how many did you get through? I think it was four. If it had been what, four, Matt, you what, would be that we'd what? be sat looking at a world record holder. It oh, was I had three. more than three. It was three. I just had a banana as a snack before it, and you didn't even see me complain. I just got on with the job. Try and eat four bananas. I will, mate, and I'll get in right into the Guinness Book of Records where I belong, not like you, being all sick. You Full like of potassium. How, how, long, how long do you have to do it in? I think um, you had three minutes, Noel. It was a bloody It's surprisingly shame. hard, actually. Mm. No, Them I think so, yeah. easy. I reckon my little lad could do a couple in a minute. Of course he could. <laughs> he could do that while weeing over your missus. It'd be, be a spectacular. That's, that should be in the Guinness Book of Records. Yeah, listen to this. Uh, this is um, not racist, but certainly regionalist. Dear Russ, Matt, G and everyone else, after hearing the squeeze me sponge comment last week, which was how or someone's nan described urinating, it reminded me of something my granddad used to say. Whenever he was going to the toilet, he used to say, I'm just going to give birth to a baby, Geordie. Disgusting, <laughs> are you? <laughs> <laughs> that's racist against the people of Newcastle, oh, who dear. I've always admired. That's terrible. Uh, I, no, that's not racist against Geordies. The Geordies are not a race. Yeah, but they are, but they're just, people. No, just a collection of fat people. Oh, <laughs> no! Why? Why no? Actually, I'd looked at some of our statistics the other day, and we're not getting listened to enough in the North East, so actually that may not register. Well, you, you watch Matt today every time Newcastle get beat. Mm. Yeah. Right, there's always a shot of a topless bunch of Geordies. Crying. <laughs> 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 oh, looks like they've, they've, they've been living in the KFC for too long. No, okay, well, listen, I'd like to just say that obviously those are the views of Noel Gallagher, not of me, Russell Brand, lovely man who thinks all the people of the world are beautiful and we do not define them by the physical appearance unless we're about to have some monkey business with them. Then suddenly that becomes rather more important. Here, let's listen to the Noel Gallagher jingle as he has just done a classic Noel Gallagher moment of being rude about people needlessly. <laughs> This is Nolan Nolan. Nolan Nolan. There you are, see? Noel Gallagher there. <laughs> Upsetting <laughs> people <laughs> unnecessarily. That's because we, that's me and Matt, or me, I think, singing it, and then yeah. there, someone's had the good sense to make it into a proper jingle. You well, think you, you know, you know for a fact it's you, you wouldn't give Matt the microphone. That's true, yes, he balls that up. But, you know, um, I think to shepherd him round bloody Los Angeles like Rain Man is enough trouble. More anecdotes. <laughs> Hello, Russell. I work in a supermarket and last weekend an elderly lady shuffled up to me looking a bit confused. She told me she was looking for something. When I inquired to what she wanted, she asked me if we had any Pied Piper potatoes. I asked her if she meant Maris Piper potatoes, to which she indifferently replied, Yeah, that's the ones. Benjamin <laughs> in Portsmouth. Ah, <laughs> oh, Pied Piper potatoes. Pied Piper? He was out of order taking away those kids, wasn't rats. he? We well, took the rats first, but then the kids. And Did I think, he? 
Well, yeah, and I think that was all. Sorry, Peter, I just threw a load of paper out unnecessarily, <laughs> like I once threw all them pistachio shells at an engineer for not doing our bidding. Yeah, I just think that the Pied Piper, he took them rats, then he goes, oh, if you don't pay me, I'm having the kids. Then, and in fact, I don't even think he mentioned that that was part of his payment plan. He took the kids off. And I don't, you know, I think you've got every right if you clear a town of rats to be paid, but in children? This is topical comedy from Russell <laughs> Brand. So, people of Hamlin, <laughs> I'll lead you to freedom, if that's what you require. Yeah, fair enough, OK. Also, we could do some of that at the Roxy tomorrow. That's the sort of stuff that'll Eddie be going Murphy down the Roxy. Eddie Murphy will that up. I love this. <laughs> that's <laughs> not how he laughs. <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> like that. Hold on, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Rubbish. quite it, either. It's better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's it. Everyone, uh, uh. A baby. <laughs> There's a baby here. Ah, some of our Hollywood big shot agents are coming into the room. That's nice. They've bought a baby. Hello, Sean. Good to see you. <laughs> Hello, Mick. Hello, Paige. Is James Bond there? Uh, James Bond, why would you say this? Is that your baby? Oh, yeah. wow. someone calls yeah. social services. <laughs> Noel's a bad dad. <laughs> What's going on there? Why is your baby crying? He's, What's going uh, on? Because he's just dropped his bendy giraffe and he's now picking it back up again. He's all right now, ain't he, son? Oh, oh, Noel ben Gallagher. A whole nation yeah. goes out at Noel Gallagher. All oh, those that had the good sense yeah. to listen to this show. Oh, is he all right? He's okay now. He's right, right now. He's got that back. He's... Yeah. You all right now? Well, you're holding him, are you? No, 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 no. I'm just... He's, you know... You're just, just communicating with him door. across the room? He's just holding my ashtray while I flip my cigar. Into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. Ah, oh dear, there he is. No Gallagher, he won't change. Now, come on, let's talk about something. Let's, should we interview you a bit? Mm, go on, then. All right, hold on. We'll think of something. Hold on, actually, yeah, no, we've got some No Gallagher. Oh, wait a second. We've got some stuff. Look at this. This is brilliant. <clears throat> this is from uh, Mark. I, dear Russ, Matt, G and Noel, if he's there in brackets, I attended a New York University in 95 to 96 as part of an exchange program. It was at that time that Oasis Wonderwall was released in the US. Hilariously, all the interviews with Oasis on US TV were accompanied with subtitles <laughs> to help the Yankees <laughs> understand what Noel and Liam were on about. Well, yeah, what about oh, that, Noel? That's you inarticulate true. oaf. <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> just so that, it's just so that we didn't, you know, we didn't get misquoted. But some of them are really, uh, some of them are really funny. You know, like when you know, um, when we yeah. get a bit drunk, we get a bit pissed and all that. So some of the, uh, although we speak very fast, even some of the uh, terms that we use in everyday language in English were kind of Americanized. Some of it's quite funny if you can get it on YouTube. What bizarre idioms that you use? I wouldn't have liked yeah. to be that. You know, the person. You know, when, like, well, you know, I had to put a chair over, uh, a chair over Liam's head because I was pissed, uh, right. and it's you know that, but you know they I put it in. You know, they yeah, he wasn't angry, drunk. he was drunk. He was angry, didn't it? Oh, right, okay, fair enough. So they had to, they had to interpret it. I wouldn't have liked to have had to have typed out verbatim him and Liam just jabbering on their rubbish. Yeah. What an insulting <laughs> job for You'd someone. need to be British to get it right, wouldn't you? Otherwise yeah. you're just repeating the mistakes. Oh, all right. Oh, I, I actually found it quite flattering. I was like, well, at least they're making the effort, do you know what I mean? Yeah, all right. Yeah, I suppose so. You looked for the positive in that, then. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. liking it. Well, it to well, that it's woman. Than, you know, be like, be like, you know, mm. won't, won't be like you tomorrow night. I'll have to explain all your humour to Eddie Murphy afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about it. Well, what I meant there, Eddie, that's a sudden yeah. revelation of a previously concealed yeah. fact. Uh, Eddie, I've seen you weren't laughing at that point. So just let me, <laughs> let me reiterate what I was trying to say. <laughs> it was actually very insightful, a bit of satire about the Bush regime. <laughs> what about that then? 
Uh, well, actually, I think that that person, then people typing out them subtitles, be like that woman, that woman that has that monkey, and she's trying to, she gives him a little box where he has to say, I want an apple and everything. So like trying to interpret the language of monkeys, them American subtitlers were doing, trying to tolerate you and Liam's jabbering. This is from really? Steph and Chris. Really? Hmm? You've, yeah. Is you going to retort? I've got another email, now. No, 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 I'm not going to retort. No. Save any abuse, bro. You concentrate on bringing up that lovely lad. While I, I I'll, I I'll just do some occasional abuse. This is from Steph yep. and Christina. They claim to be from Canada. Hello, Russ, Matt and G and whoever else happens to be here. I was checking out a horoscope web uh, website and came across this paragraph about Noel Gallagher that you might appreciate, we thought. When Oasis burst onto the scene with their reinvented approach to raucous rock and roll, complete with anti-establishment sneering, nobody would have thought that in a few years, Noel Gallagher would have become something of a traditionalist. However, a look at the position of Neptune and Saturn in his chart reveals that <laughs> Noel really does yearn for the good old days. We should expect some very public comments from Noel in the next month or so, which will definitely come as a surprise to those who regard him as the ultimate rock and roll rebel. That's from Steph and Christina, that's thank true. you. That's true. What are you? A bit of a traditionalist, really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. It's things I, I kind of, you know, things were better around about the time of the Second World War, I think. You know well, what, I mean? what about that terrible war, you maniac? That yeah, was well, awful. Yeah, but, all right, yeah, but it was started it and all that. But I mean, it kind of. You know, oh no, this uh, is good. Hold on, get a pen. Well, yeah, but no, I don't, I don't, obviously I don't mean that. But you know, society in itself, you know, and its traditions, I think, were a lot better. There's no such right. thing as hoodies. No such thing as hoodies. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, but there was Nazis. Nazis are worse than hoodies. Well, they was in Germany, weren't they? They was in Germany, right? I'm talking about where we live. Yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. Society was better during you know, nobody the horrors was, you know, of the Holocaust. Did you see that story in the paper the other bit? Like a gang of four-year-olds battered a dog to death with, with you know, uh, with baseball bats or something in uh, the East End four. somewhere. Did you see that? No, no, we didn't know. I don't think anyone right, well, else did, because you right, just made well, it up. Right. Well, right, well, that's what I'm talking about. Four-year-old boys ganging yeah, up on a, gang, a dog. Yeah, a gang of four-year-olds battered a dog to death. Well, that um, stuff probably used to go on in the past. Yeah, of course it did. People were always battering dogs to death in the good old days. That would have happened yeah. under Hitler. Of course it would, <laughs> for heaven's sake. All right, I oh, know, I see what you mean, yeah. All right, so yeah, in the old days, there's more of a sense of community. Well, after the revolution, we'll appoint you to some bluff old traditionalist <laughs> <laughs> division where yeah, you can, I don't know, yeah, you can dish yeah, out yeah. ration the books. The, the, the minister for the good old days. Yeah, that can be you. You can be yeah. like a sort of spiv and deal out I, nylons. Well, I, you know, I, I, do, I do yearn for the past. I do think things are better in the past. I don't particularly like modern, modern life. Oh. You? Yeah, it's all right. What's wrong with it? Oh, internet? No, nice. the internet's not... The, well, the internet's not very nice, is it? What, what do you mean, all the pornography and everything? No, I just mean it's not, it's not, it's not a very nice... It's not a very nice medium, is it? You know, it's, it's, it's useful. What do you want? A cottage with flowers on it? And a PG Woodhouse novel? <laughs> and a no, pipe? No, I, I want it to be nice, nice stuff. That's why I haven't got a computer, because they're not very nice. Oh, oh, a multi-millionaire on holiday in the Caribbean, complaining yeah. things aren't nice enough. <laughs> things aren't nice enough here on my paradise isle, <laughs> covered in baby I'm, pee. I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a shack on a beach, all right? I'll come back yeah, to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got swimming trunks on? Have I got... No, I haven't got swimming trunks on, actually. I'm Dirty devil, around. naked I'm as dressed. a day was born. <laughs> <laughs> Stiff I'm as a board, no doubt. For a, for a rather posh dinner, if you must know. Off for a posh dinner? Yeah. Nice. Who's babysitting? Uh, he's coming with us. Oh, that's nice. Oh, you're a lovely yeah, we're gonna, fellow, really. We're going to sit him in his little high chair. I'm going to give him his little kiddie ashtray, you know, and we're going <laughs> to regale the locals of uh, Tales from Abroad. You're getting, you're getting on with everyone. You're not causing any bother out there, are you? 
Uh, remember you're an ambassador. Actually, funny thing, we had a we had a paparazzi guy so they could sail past in a boat, right? Mm. And uh, the sailor stood up and waved at him, and he kind of <laughs> he was kind of sat with his little camera over over the rim of the boat, and I said, I waved to him. He kind of hid. So he, like, he jumped back down, so he was hitting the spot, and he stayed there for about, I don't know, about an hour. He must have been getting so sunburned, and then he just got off and drove off. <laughs> he had to hide there for a bit. He felt embarrassed. Oh, poor sod. You shouldn't well, do that. Just think, I, I don't mind them when they're out here. It's nice to see them, I think. I don't, mm. I don't, I don't, I don't mind the paparazzi at all, but the ladies get a bit offended, don't they? Oh, yeah, because they're off in their bras or something. Suppose, well, they're off semi-naked, aren't they? Mm, dirty mm. devils, well. And then they complain, eh? Yeah, we come I know. Over I, think, our Trojans. I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind them paparazzi fellas. No, when was the last time you used the condom? Uh, when was the last time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, years and years and years ago. I think I probably filled it with water and threw it at someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what passes through sex life. You mean for its actual purpose? For its function, yeah, because like Trojan yeah. condoms, me and Matt have agreed. Don't try and bully me with this now, Morgan. Aren't I... big enough <laughs> for me. Uh, needlessly, they got too much space in them. That's what I'd say. <laughs> well, I've never tried it on or anything, but it just you know, Matt said they look like garden refuse sacks. They've got too mm. much space in them. <laughs> well, they're just—they're very generously sized. Russell bought some condoms. I didn't too buy big. them. Someone bought them. He put it on and it fell straight off. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 somehow that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> How dare you, you slot! It's a terrible way to treat a man. But hang on, why has he not used a condom for years? That's yeah, terrible. Quite, and they if he's yeah. Well, he's made in a relationship, isn't he? He's always in relationships. Right, because I've had no need to use a condom. Yeah, his sperm's very weak. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one tadpole comes wriggling out. <laughs> Fortunately, it made it. He's got a baby now. <laughs> well, I've got two, actually. <laughs> oh, no, of course you have. Yeah, you got that one as well. Yeah, that one for my last marriage. Little girl, nice. Well done. Got a couple of kids. Yeah. Well done. You're all normal. It's all working. Nothing wrong with you. <laughs> all nice. Not like the old days, though, is it, Noel? Eh? You could leave your door open unless the Nazis turned up. Right. Okay, well, it's lovely talking to you, but it has now just become a normal conversation, and I forgot that we're actually supposed to be on the radio. Thank yeah. you very much for coming up. No, I miss you a little bit, and I know Matt does, but he can't express emotions like a normal person. He's just like oh, a me, robot. Me, me and Matt do it through the eyes. Mm, sorry? You know, I, me and Matt communicate through our eyes. I have to hug yeah. you and yes. take you down the because you get all insecure. Why you not <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I do get insecure. Matt. Matt told me you held his hand once as you walked through a crowd in, at a venue. We were, at, I, we were absolutely, I was plastered. Yeah. I, thought, I exactly. actually thought he'd get embarrassed, but he didn't. I kind of went with it after a bit. <laughs> no, he gripped it. He said that he yeah. kept holding hands long after there was no need. I and missed I it. Went once it. Went yeah. Well, I, then I kind of realised that he had shorts on the summer, and I was like, Jesus. Sure. Yeah. He's an unusual Not boy. Shorts on at Led Zeppelin. It goes out in hot pants sometimes. He's got a side of himself he's trying to suppress. Noel, thank <laughs> you very much for taking our call. I know you don't like it if I say, if I try and end conversations, you get all offended by it. I don't right. know well, what I'm that gonna, is. I'm going to go and uh, I'm going to go and empty this ashtray. This little lad seems to be getting a cough. Don't you, son? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, you shouldn't be smoking him. Alright, yeah, yeah. Go and empty your son's ashtray and we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much, Noel. Missed you. Right, bye, bye, dear. Bye, bye. Bye. There he goes. Look, Noel Gallagher. Just living his life. Nice to hear oh, from him, isn't it? Traditionalist, no.
There he is. Traditional is Noel. Just edging towards racism. It's <laughs> <laughs> his final days. Yeah, so yeah. There's a little column in the mail coming yeah. up. Yeah, it's inevitable, I think. The show is nearly over now. We didn't speak to Alistair McGowan. He's still hunched oh, over God. backstage at Someone Cabaret. Someone give him some food, some yeah, scraps. Just a few. Just give him a few pennies. He'll make his own way. He'll be all right. So, uh, Sharon, you wanted to say something, didn't you, on the radio? Sharon Smith is here. What did you want to say, dear? Oh, no, I just wanted to tell people that you had another little fall the other day. I did fall down. Why did you keep falling over? <laughs> this one was quite spectacular. Uh, we was on the way out and he was going to wear flip-flops. It's quite cold in London. He's like, oh, I can't wear trainers with these trousers, can I? Because they're a bit sort of like Ali Barbary kind of MC Hammers type trousers. And I was they're like, nice. Bizarre clothes. Those trousers are nice. They're not nice. So I was Why like, don't you think they're nice? Because they're drain pipes at one end, <laughs> great big baggy <laughs> things. It's like you flapping around in a Trojan. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I listen. Can we please not criticise me? I listen. I listen. <laughs> Can we please not criticise me? Don't criticise me. I'm a nice man. I'm trying my hardest to do a radio programme. Look, those trousers are cool. They're the future. Okay. I'm going to be dressing much more like a messianic rock and roll Jesus from now on, and it's something we're all going to just have to adjust to, all right? Okay. Right. Now, come on. Sharon was so saying anyway, something. So anyway, he was on his way out, he's only bar trousers with his flip-flops, and he's like, oh, oh, I think my feet are going to get cold. Oh, Sharon, my feet are going to get cold. I can't wear trainers at least. And I was like, yeah, you can, yeah, you can. So I sort of like, legged it up the stairs to get his trainers because he was in a bit of a hurry. And he kind of tried to leg it up the stairs behind me, and I just said, boom, 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 boom. And then when I turned around, he was kind of shaped like Superman, but instead of going across the sky, he was laying across the stairs. The flip and flop the, went to the side. Oh, oh, the old sideways flip flop came out the side. It wasn't my toe was not <laughs> gripping the bit. It was demand just, you were lifted up. I just stayed there for a Lift while. Me. I've fallen down. No one mentioned it. I'm down on the ground. Horrible on the stairs to be laying down. Really thudded. Hey, what's that sound? Whose phone is that? It's not my phone. I don't know if that's broadcast. It's probably you, Matthew. With all like your stupid just phones. Just having two phones on the table. I've got my iPhone back. I've got my iPhone back. Is there a way? Is there a way I can attach this to my body? Is there a way I can attach it to my body? He wants to get a special belt made and hang it around <laughs> his neck and all sorts no, of stuff. No, what I'm going to do is put it in a cover, then put mm. a. You've got a phone on a string anyway. So what? I look cooler with that. With my little trolley. Can't body. even hold it. Just dropped it. I oh, know it's gone again. Bloody thing. No, I'm going to attach my iPhone to my body. Why do you want to do that? Would you want to be so some I can sort of never robot lose there? it again? Do you fancy me when I was that robot yesterday? Admit, he oh. was turned on. You were turned on by a gold robot. You were me. a weird, freaky thing. With your little <laughs> eyes peeping out. The little runaway train. Here I go. Everyone agreed I was jolly good at acting yesterday. You were odd. Oh yeah. Well then, why did Guy Pierce go? What a brilliant physical transformation. Probably because I was covered from head to foot in gold. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he said my physical... It was physical... a brilliant costume. He goes, what a brilliant costume. No. And what's that slug within it? <laughs> <laughs> he said my physical transformation was first rate. He did. He seen me. He goes, oh, I like your movements there. It's oh, I can... good. You're a much nicer guy when you're <laughs> contained within that gold statue. <laughs> I can bear you now. Listen, me and old guy Pierce are jolly good chums and he'll probably be along tomorrow, I should imagine, down the old When can I come back to the set and... Don't think you can come ever again, Matthew. <laughs> Hold on, another text message I'll from Richard it. Griffiths. Just my boys, boys, my boys. I can't stress enough. Don't bring him again. He's really very, very. He's adamant that you don't come again. Why don't we let Mr. Bloody G, poet laureate of the show, summarise this thing? And if he can manage it this week, because it's been a trawling, Joycean lot of claptrap, let's, let's see if he can do it. Mr. G, there, you ready to summarise the show with your poetry? Yeah, ready, ready, ready. Okay, this. Ooh poem is called The Tale you're of... being a... very firm. <laughs> <laughs> you're a big grown-up uncorncha when you're not swanning around the West End in a scarf. Ah, Go on, then. It's called The Tale of the Lovable Drongos. 
Mm. Waves of sunshine, Chegwin deck shared reclined one time, a cosign agreement for guaranteed fun times, tripped up and flopped it, a groin plated robotic, displaying the erotic Barbie doll entry allotted, porn additions, intrepid on a pigeon stepped mission, evoking the potent Trojan exposing wombat violations, decisions decisions, strippers or caffeine just name your addiction, be it Russ Matt or Noel on Radio 2 for you to listen. Yes! He even got the flip-flop fall in at the beginning. How did he get that in? Because I'm a genius. You are a Mr. genius. <laughs> but we all know that G means ladies' Lady privates in Ireland, so there we are. So Very just front think of that. Aren't Fanny? Over there in London, summarising the show. <laughs> Good work. Here's one last little email things from Joe Haddo. Is Noel Gallagher saying modern life is rubbish? Ripping off Blur oh, once more. Well there done, it is. Joe Haddo. Right, OK, well, the show is all but over next week, Matthew. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be in Los Angeles. Where am I going to be? Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. No, you're Perfect. in New York. No, I'll be back from New York. I'm going on Letterman show next week now that the administrative problems are over. I'm going on that. Then I'll be on Jimmy Kimmel soon. So look out for these television performances. Also, uh, do have a quick look at some of me and Matt's sketches, like, for example, Debunked and the Weather Clerks, because I think we're going to make a show about all that, aren't we, Matthew? Yes. But have you done the work that's necessary? I've written a document. Good lad. And did you write up that Vicar thing, the new film that we're doing? do it for Monday. We're seeing Adam Sandler. Always do my work. Gotta go see the moguls. Always good. do my work. You're doing good at your work, aren't you? Yes, Daddy. If your room didn't stink of stripper perfume, I'd be proud of you. <laughs> You're a good, good lad. Now, just get rid of that horrible jacket with that piping out That's of our living room. That's long gone. <laughs> I never even saw that jacket. I threw that into the canyon. I don't know why everyone had to smell it, anyway. It's a bit odd that everyone smelt it. Even John Rogers, who's a lovely family man, so like when Sharon goes, it smelled horrible, that coat. I went, yeah, it did smell horrible. And John went, I thought it smelled all right. He <laughs> 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 must wander around sniffing match strippers' I don't, even, I don't know what that coat was. I don't know where that comes from. No. Oh, well, no, just, yeah, not since the Manson family of the Hollywood Eels seen such indiscrepancies. <laughs> right, okay then, well, the show's over. Thank you, Mr G. Thank you, Noel Gallagher. Lovely to have him back on the show. Sorry, Alistair McGowan, we'll get you next. We'll get, we've got to get to McGowan. We've got to get him. He's a figure from our past. He was there at Vera when it was all going on, when we were making rebrands. from a distance, yes. He quietly looked over in disgust. I remember trying to chat up Ronnie Ancona. Oh, he, she's he, sexy. Isn't she? All them different voices. It's like, you know, you'd stop you getting bored. You'd go, oh, can you be Cilla Black, for example, you'd probably say this week. Yeah, maybe. Or some other floozy. I'd have her doing Doc Cotton most days. You know, it'd be lovely. See? Things can sexy. work out. Very sexy, amorphous changelings, that's what we're after. Uh, the revolution is ev edging closer. Prepare yourselves, brace yourselves, steal yourself. We'll be back in play soon. I might do a great big national tour. And then I might go to Australia, do a tour. Then I might go around everywhere, just touring, just touring. Are you going to come, Matthew? Go back to bed, Russell. <laughs> do you think it's time for some sleeping now? Yes. Can we have some breakfast when we get in? need some more coffee. Yeah, I need coffee. That's one thing that's missing from all this. Right, well, I suppose, do you know what? It's probably time that people learned about what's going on in this dirty little circle. Yep. And I'm not talking about the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Matt's private affairs. Right, well, thank you, everyone, for your contributions. Thanks for your emails. Stay with us. Stay listening. Fingers crossed for us at the Sony Awards. We're going to send Mr. G there. G, are you ready? Have you got a suit? I wish we could go. Yeah. Oh, I wish we could go. That's actually an award that means something. G, don't let us down. If we win, make a good... Sp write a poem in case we win it, G. Yeah, OK. <laughs> you cynical fool! <laughs> God, show some interest in the rewards! Right, okay, well, thank you very much. Time now for some news online on digital and on 88 to 91 FM. Dun dun dun, bloody old news! Bye, lovely!